places everybody places curtain is about to go up on this movie about a group of actors that get slaughtered one by one by a killer that looks like a bad high school mascot we watched the 1987 stage fright we watched it so you don't have to so you know what time it is What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. Uh, my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth, could not be here today, but that's okay. We don't need him for this because we got somebody better. That's <gasps> what I said, better. We have the first lady oh. of Horrible Horror, Miss Sarah Samples, is oh, back on the show. Hello. I guess you could say that I'm like royalty almost <laughs> up in here. No, the princess I don't of Horrible that. Horror? The queen? Oh, I would take first the princess. Lady. First lady. First I like first lady. First lady. I, I like that America. too. America. 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 Uh, yeah. So uh, before we get into this week's film, uh, one quick announcement that I'd like to make. Uh, we finally have our online store up and running. Oh, so sweet. anybody who wants to get some Horrible Horror t-shirts, uh, you can go to our our webpage, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Uh, nice. And you can order them from there. We'll also have uh, some beer koozies, can koozies. Uh, they'll be posted up on the store available as well in the near future. But for now, the, t- the t-shirts are up with our new logo design. Um, uh, I will say, please bear with me. There might, If there's any glitches in the uh, store, it's my, uh, I just got it up. So it might be an error or something, but I won't know until somebody tries to use it. So <laughs> please try to use it. Buy yeah. a shirt. <laughs> I'll be your guinea pig. There you I'll go. go. Buy some stuff. Um, so... Like this movie this week, uh, it's I guess it's very uh, appropriate that Aaron's yes, not here for this one because uh, we're doing Stage Fright again, <laughs> the 1987 <laughs> version. And when we did the 2000, and, I don't know, 14, 15, whatever year that I think one it was, was, 15, 2015. Yeah, I think that sounds about yeah. right. It was just you and me for that Stage Fright right. too. So this is this is really bringing it, it back seems, around. I mean, we'll miss Aaron. We'll miss Aaron, but like I think it seems right. I think it, it, it feels right. It, it does feels, feel right. It just feels okay, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we hope it feels good for you guys too. So, uh, Stage Fright, 1987, like I said, is released on August 21st of 1987. How many more times can I say 87 in the, in the span? Oh. Uh, written by George Eastman <laughs> and Sheila Goldberg. Uh, and it's directed by Michel Soavi, uh, for some French guy. Also, I've seen his name. He goes by Michael sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's Michel. 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 Uh, he's got 23 credits as a director. Uh, and 28 act credits as an actor too, uh, but mostly just like a super extra, like a, a you know glorified extra, mm-hmm. like maybe one line here or there in various movies. Um, the cast we're not there's really nobody I'm really going to mention except for one person because almost everybody. Uh, I'm not saying they haven't done stuff. It's just that most everything that they've done are foreign stuff yeah, and you're not European, gonna, you're very yeah. European stuff. Um, but our main girl Alicia is played by Barbara Capisti. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got 31 credits, not a whole lot, but still. Uh, she might be recognizable to diehard horror fans because she played Heather in uh, uh, Dario Argento's New York Ripper, which we've mm-hmm. done on the show. Mm-hmm. And she's also in Dario Argento's opera, 
Uh, so those are kind of, and this, ah. this are kind of our three big, I guess, horror movie credits. I've never seen opera. Have you seen I opera? have not seen opera. Okay. Oh, if you want to do that one, I mean. I guess you might as well. You might as well. I don't know. We might get some hate mail. Can't Dario and Gento is like off it. limits, apparently. Oh. Like, every goes ape shit over this guy, this Italian guy. Really? Yeah. And I'm not that impressed. I, you know, I was impressed. Whatever. I was not impressed that much with New York Ripper. I couldn't stand I was going to say. I carried it like a duck. It just was fucking retarded to me. <laughs> but uh, some people absolutely <laughs> love Dario Argento. So. Maybe it's a European thing. Maybe it is. I mean, yeah, it's different. All right, so we're going to open the lights, you know, place everybody. We're going to open up the curtains here. I want to say lights, camera, action, but that's not a theater thing. That is a movie thing. Um, so <laughs> uh, the movie, we open with the credits right away, and the mm-hmm. sounds of what sounds like somebody trying to drown a cat. <laughs> yeah. And it's a really weird way to open a movie. You hear a cat, meow, meow, and it's like water wow, splashing around. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, why are you trying to drown a cat? Well, like, what is the water sound? I, I don't know. Think, especially after I watched this the second time around and, like, knew how it was going to open. I was yeah. Like, what is this, like, running water sound? And then the cat, it was almost like a Monty Python. Yeah, like, it kind of was. I mean, the cat makes sense after you watch the movie. Yeah. I get, but, yeah, the, the, the water, water sound makes zero sense and, no. and doesn't tie into this movie at all, really. No. No. So, um, it's artistic. Yeah. I'm going to say that so much. Artistic. It's art. Uh, so when we finally get a picture, we, the, we follow this black cat as it walks down a city street, like, yes. and like the, uh, uh, skid row of kind of city streets. Um, it's back alley. Yes. Uh, it passes a woman in black stockings and high heel shoes. And the mm. camera pans up the woman's legs and we see that she's a hooker and she's a street walker and she Definitely. starts walking down the sidewalk and she comes to a stop at this opening to a dark like alleyway or doorway or something, but it's just completely dark behind her. She stands up for a moment, and then from out of the darkness behind her, she gets grabbed by an unseen assailant and pulled into the alleyway screaming. And as soon as that happens, music starts to play, and we see several people like, are seen making their way towards the alley to see what happened to this woman. Mm-hmm. And this group of people, like they bend, kneel down and start pawing at this like this dead woman it looks yeah. really strange and i like the way they're touching her like makes zero sense the, p- the point of view from the camera it's like you're the woman looking up the victim yeah looking up out at these all these people and this music do 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 it's all very suspenseful everyone's coming together yeah on on but, what seems like a street yeah um uh, so but how is anyone else seeing this like the point of view is all these people in there like yeah you're in the alleyway her. and they're pawing at her so First of all, okay, well, um, let me. We'll come back to that in a second. What? The the music picks up, and right as it does, bam, we get hit with this saxophone, oh. sweet saxophone hits. And as soon as the saxophone music kicks in, a man wearing all black and a ginormous <laughs> owl's head comes leaping out leaping. of the shadows, head Phew. first, does like a roll, mm-hmm. and then springs to his feet and starts dancing. Oh, it was acrobatic. Can we talk about the saxophone lady? Oh, we're going to get to okay, the saxophone okay. lady. Don't She's get my favorite. I, oh, I love the saxophone uh, okay, lady. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> but it, this is where we realize that it's, we're watching a play within the movie. And yes. so it, this is a play rehearsal of some musical. Um, and now that we know that much, I, I, we want, I want to go back and just, again, mention how ridiculous and nonsensical it is to have the all those people pawing at the dead woman yeah because if they're supposed to be an audience uh-huh. no one's gonna see That's that exactly right no one yeah they're all the audience will see their butts yeah i mean i get you butts. have them go oh my god is she okay and looking into the alley yeah. but 
the point of view of the camera makes it look like, yeah, the audience never see them like pawing yeah. and like petting this dead woman. Um, and so the owl man dance fight, kind of like very West side story. It's, it's yeah. a dance fight with all the other actors <laughs> and, and uh, extras on stage as a woman dressed up like a Marilyn Monroe oh. plays the saxophone on a rooftop. It is so perfect. <laughs> it's I... the, the overall visual of this scene is bonkers. There's so much going on. It's like insane, <laughs> but it's like, a, it's like a can. It's like a candy jar of like Mike and Ike's for, for your brain, <laughs> for your eyes or something. You just want, there's so much just, color. There's so much stuff going on. Like there's walls that say street on them and then like there's people in Third, different- 88 3rd Street is yeah, spray painted on one of the wall. Yes. And this woman when we say Marilyn Monroe, we mean like full like the iconic white, white dress, dress with that's the flowing behind the her. Seven year itch dress, I think was it yes, seven year itch. Yes. The, the subway great thing. The yeah. subway great. And yeah. she is I mean, it's not just like playing some smooth jazz oh, no. up here. She is wailing and it's just like she's Kenny Jean up. Holy yeah, it's almost like Will Ferrell playing. <laughs> it's it's ludicrous, but it, it's so crazy. It, it's <laughs> it's, it's my so favorite visually, thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's just a visual, such a visual weird oddity to look at. <laughs> well, she's up on top of this rooftop playing the saxophone, and you get all these people on stage like dance fighting a guy in a giant owl's head. It's art. I mean, the, 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 he, the, this guy looks like a bad high school mascot. Like, it's so oh, it's really the owl head is so big. It's huge. It's not like just like a little mask. No, it's a giant like mascot yeah, head. Like you said, it's a mascot head, but on a normal like dancer's body. Bo- yes, like, and he's wearing like this black, black pants and black like yeah. a black coat with tails or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so. As all that's going on, from out of nowhere, the dead hooker's body just gets launched up into the air. <laughs> and at this point, it's, it's obviously a dummy you see in this shot. Uh, so you see this dummy dressed as the hooker goes flying up into the air and just basically come crashing down nearly center stage. It's so dramatic. <laughs> it's so cr- but you don't even see, like, where does it even come from? You're watching this dance and all of a sudden the camera just, like... Like backs out, like kind of zooms out, and yeah. you see this dummy flying through the air and come crashing down. It just lands and, with a. <laughs> and but then the next time you the camera it cuts like a cut from that the wide uh, wide zoom to a close up of the woman now laying on the stage yeah. instead of the dummy, which I, don't know I how think they makes would zero. Do that. Yes, how that's my biggest gripe in theater because <laughs> I, I know what they're trying to do here, and it makes sense yeah. for for film. But it, like you said, what we're about to talk about is if you stop to think about the audience that would be seen, would clearly see the dummy get launched into the air, come crashing <laughs> down center stage. Yeah. But then they would also see either the actress come rushing out from wherever she was and take the dummy's <laughs> place and either another actor or stage you have to come out and remove the dummy. All that would be visible to the audience. Yeah, maybe she just body rolled. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> so, from a theory point, I know it, it makes zero sense, and nobody else, other people might not care about that. But we're kind of theater I background. Know, I totally gigs. thought it, it about that. I was like, where the did hell she out of me. Come from? Then? I was like, that like, is so bad. That's just bad direction so right bad. there. That, that would. That's horrible. Well, the director. Is <laughs> something to be seen. I kind of love the director in a way. <laughs> I, I you love hate him, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, now all the actors slash dancers, they rip the clothes off off of the owl man who's now just wearing a full white spandex bodysuit. So they strip him down 
uh, the dead hooker then comes back to life and begins to feel up the Owlman's legs while he's restrained by like the, the other people on stage. And again, it's just fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently she's not doing good, a a good enough job of being erotic. She is not. I mean, it's hard. I would, I would think even if you're a great actress, it would be a little bit hard to be forced (laughs) to like basically simulate head I, the, it, I mean, that's I what they're know. about to go for. We don't I mean, know that's, if that's what that's she was doing. I mean, it kind of looks that way because she's her head's at his crotch level, but she's kind of like <laughs> feeling up his legs and looking up at him. Um, but yeah, from offstage, Peter, Murderer. the director, yells out, "Stop!" And he be, he just berates this actress that's playing oh the hooker God. for not being whorish enough. <laughs> and yeah. which you're not. Yeah, you're not. A, you're a whore. Be a whore. You're be not a whore. whore. And he's and of course he is like. Everyone has kind of like a little bit of a European accent, like numerous yeah. people do. And Sometimes I can't tell if this movie is dubbed over or not. There's it's some weird. scenes where I'm like, oh, it's definitely dubbed. And I was like, eh, I think they're just at weird. It's Is it is it just that the, I write it down later, but I feel like from the very beginning of this movie, it's like the dub is off by like two seconds or like a second. You know, it's like you can see their mouth moving and then. Yeah, say I think, something or make terrible noises, and it's yeah. Like so there are scenes like where it, it seems like if there if it is dubbing, it doesn't seem to match up properly. But then other times, yeah. it's fine. Like it it com- yeah. that comes and goes. I'm it, it's very off. It's very unsettling because it, it's it goes back and forth between the normal right. and then that off, right. off like slight delay in the vocals or uh, soundtrack. Great so, job, guys. <laughs> uh, at this point, we also get introduced to the play's producer, Ferrari, who gives oh, Peter yeah. some grief about Peter's vision of having the murderer get seduced yeah. by his victim. And he reminds Peter that he's here to make sure that his investor's money is not wasted. And, you know, he's to protect the, the, the investor's interest and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Um, and side note, the actor, this is just a, um, a weird little uh, fact. But the actor who played Ferrari, he actually died right after making this movie. Oh, my God. At the age of 48. He died before the movie was even released. Oh, man. He died in, like, August or, or like, January. And this movie wasn't released till August. That's so, weird. Like, I, right after. I feel like I, I felt the whole time like I recognized him. I was like, oh, this is a guy I've seen before. He, he has that face. Things. He has a very character actor face that you would probably recognize from I our stuff. I think that's may, maybe it because I looked him up and it seemed like he had a ton of credits. Yeah. But they were really, really early movies. Yes. Like, yeah. So, I... That's a weird. That's a weird fact. Either way, he's like, "You've worked the erotic angle too much." Yeah. And the director Peter's like, "You call that erotic?" Right. <laughs> I'm. Where have you been? I feel sorry for you. Oh if my that's god, what you he's so in, Peter is so enraged at everything. Like, oh you yeah, all suck. He's, this the, is he's terrible. just the, the angry, angry director uh. that, who's like, <laughs> who, who's bigger than his thinks he's bigger than his station. Like he's the guy who thinks he should be directing Broadway, exactly. but he's stuck with community theater. Oh, this or something. is definitely off, off Broadway. Yeah. This is definitely not, yeah, it's a not Broadway, Broadway production it, that was, by any means. Oh no, but that would actually something I was, it made me question like, it's definitely not Broadway. It's not a big yeah. thing, but it's, it's not community theater either. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, the, the off Broadway and community. There's is that, that middle weird middle ground. Mm-hmm. So of the, where this would lurk or you know where this is yeah and they i mean because they talk about the actors later will talk about yeah, getting paid like, yeah. yeah and yeah so 
Uh, so you don't get paid at community theater. Oh, <laughs> uh, basically, Peter that. Peter thinks that having the victim rape her own murderer oh, yeah. will be sensational and shock the audience. Right. Which again, really think about it, it makes zero sense because again, I, the dead She's person dead. comes back to I, life to yeah. rape the killer. How would that She's happen? Still wearing that horrible wig too. Oh yeah, she, she, died, the, the, she comes back. Like if I came back from the dead, I'd be like, get the. Get, get that perm <laughs> off me. Yeah, get this terrible perm. Yeah, it's very 80s perm. It's like very short, oh. spirally, like almost like spring-like looking curls. Yeah. Uh, very 80s. Uh, anyway, so for the next several minutes, like maybe 10 minutes or so, yeah. we just get scenes of the cast and crew going about their business backstage, on stage. Uh, we, we meet more of our characters. We meet Betty, the costume girl. Mm-hmm. Laurel, the kind of bitchy other actress. Uh, Sybil, who's uh, one of the dancers, we learn that she's pregnant uh, now, uh, and she tells her lover, Danny, that she'll get an abortion again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet. <laughs> 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 it's okay, Danny. I'll get it. I'll, I'll get it taken care again. of again. Again. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we meet Brett, the gay actor slash dancer, who actually mm-hmm. is the man in the owl mask. Yeah. And then we have Mark. And he hates his costume. Yeah. Yeah, they talk so a does lot. Laurel. Laurel hates her costumes. Everybody too. hates about their hates their costumes. There's Which a lot of I was funny because when I was I remember directing one of the shows like I there was so many of my cast saying I hate this costume I hate this costume like I don't care if you hate it you're gonna wear <laughs> you it you have to wear <laughs> it I made it. it and I got paid to be the costume director so uh, put that shit on. But we have then we have Mark who's kind of like the stage manager slash assistant director. Yeah. Um, so Peter tells Alicia who is our main character who plays the hooker to take a break, you know, mm-hmm. uh, take five or whatever. And this is where we're going to figure out Alicia has a bum ankle that's causing her pain and problems with her dancing. Well, she only kind of limps on part of the time yeah, throughout very, this movie. She rubs her ankle <laughs> at the very, very beginning, but it looks more like she's just adjusting her stocking. And then she it doesn't come back into play until, like, near the end. Mm-hmm. And she limps on it for, like, all of, like, two seconds. And then right. it's, like, never mentioned or seen again. Yep. So it, it's... They kind of forgot that angle. Uh, so uh, anyway, Betty, the costume uh, girl, convinces Alice or Alicia to sneak away with her to a nearby hospital so Alicia yeah. can get her ankle checked by a doctor. Yeah, she looks up just some random hospital in the which yellow is suppo- pages. In the yellow pages, yeah. supposedly like five minutes down the road. Yeah. they're just gonna they're just gonna pop in. Yeah, exactly. And I have I'm gonna try to remember, I have a comment on this later, but. Uh, the, It'll bring me back to the uh, yellow pages as well. Hopefully, I'll remember <laughs> that. Uh, but this is where we meet Willie, oh, the God. black maintenance yes. man slash janitor, uh, who the two girls basically convince him to let them sneak out the back door. But as long as they promise to put the key back on the ledge when they get back, oh no. Is Willie is Willie like small minded? Is he just like <laughs> a stereotypical token old black yeah, guy he, character? I was yeah, offended for him. <laughs> It kind of is like he's he's just there. He's like ooh, in a janitor ooh. role. Mainstream. He's like, oh, oh okay, ladies, Miss Alicia, yeah, I can't never say no to you. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it, it seems wrong. Yeah, uh. yeah, it's uh, it's very dated. <laughs> we'll say that for sure. It also doesn't take uh, it doesn't take much to like convince old. It Willie does not to get him. He's to basically convinced him of anything yeah. at any time. Yeah. All you have to do is like touch his beard. <laughs> oh, Willie. So the girls get to the hospital, but it turns out it's a mental hospital for like yeah. the criminally insane, um, which is we- <laughs> weird because again, this is where like you look this hospital up in a phone book. Yeah. You would, should have known this was a psychiatric 
hospital from the yellow page ad you blatantly we saw yeah. you clearly looking at but she doesn't care because they walk up and she's like we can't go in here this is a psych hospital and she's like there's doctors here you know, they're psychiatrists so, are doctors too yeah, aren't psychi- they yeah. I'm, like, I'm like technically but i don't think they're not that kind of doctor <laughs> <laughs> yeah just a little bit different but either way like would that is this whole thing is ludicrous it's oh yeah. ju- it's just to tie the story together it really is but it's ludicrous it's, it's very very there's it, yeah they, they just like let's just connect those dots real quick without really putting any thought behind it we're just gonna have this psych ward like completely yeah. open to the general public like at <laughs> yeah. eight o'clock at night <laughs> yeah Come exactly in, it's, like, it's a psychiatric hospital that would be probably closed up by now yeah, you can walk in yeah um but re- anyway they still find a doctor who's willing mm-hmm. to help them out and they're led back to some room uh and as they go past down this hallway they pass the cell of irving Wallace, Irving Wallace, who just moments before this, uh, we see breaking out of his bed restraints. Like you see this guy in bed and he, he breaks his uh, restraints very easily. So they're not very good restraints. Um, Alicia stops at his cell, which is kind of open. It's like one of those two door things. Like yeah. there's the barred like mm-hmm. prison cell door. And there's like another door that would close on top of that. And that first door is open, I believe. I have a little. I have. I have lots of problems with this whole thing. First, oh yeah, there's plenty of problems first here. First, we need to talk about when they walk in. There's this whole scene with this nurse. Yes. Like Nurse Ratchet, like feeding and is that an angelfish? It's a lionfish. Is it a lionfish? Yeah, the okay. crazy like nurse who like yeah. gets off and like watching fish eat yeah. other fish. I was really waiting for. It was like fake Pink Floyd music in the background. I was really waiting for like that riff from time to like break out. as she's like putting these little teeny fish into the top of the fish tank and watching the other fish like eat the fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what she, the she, fuck is we, why are there fish in her place of employment? Well, like, I mean, I, I this- get, I mean, I've been to many doctor's offices. They have fish tanks and weight rooms, you know, try to, uh, you know, she color called up the- it Jack. I mean, yeah. it's a huge, <laughs> But it's the way she feeds this thing and then just gets her eyes. And, like, she's, like, getting off on uh-huh. watching this fish she eat other it. fish. It's oh. it's very creepy. Uh, but nothing ever comes of it. Like, we never no. really see her again. But that is what the girls walk into. Yeah. And then when they get this bumbling doctor and they walk down the hall. If you were in a psych, if you showed up like this. Why would a doctor responsibly like walk you down a hall where patients are being capped? Like, yeah, that's a good that... point. Like, like, they probably take them a different way, or Why just like, you... no, no, just wait here. So, like, fast forward to what you were just saying about like she comes upon his like open door. Yeah, his open cell his door. Cell, like. Yeah, I don't. I, I know her to her like, now. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't think she, they would give her acts to take her down like that. The, the cells or the, the holding cells for like the, the insane people. They'd like no. take her a different way or somewhere else. <laughs> I very, I agree with that wholeheartedly. He's like so like enamored by their beauty. I guess. Oh he's yeah. Like, oh, let's just go. Yeah, their beauty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. uh, so it's the eighties. Uh, she 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 stands at, at at Wallace's cell door and kind of stares at him through the mm-hmm. bars. Uh, and some orderly comes and says, hey, miss, you can't stand here. And Alyssa is like, oh, okay. And she catches up with Betty and the doctor. Yeah. And that's when we see the orderly open the door, cell door. And he goes in pushing like a medicine cart or something right. and whatnot. Uh, we cut back to the theater where Peter finds out that Alicia has snuck off. Oh, and oh shit. Snap. Yeah. He, he's pissed <laughs> off now. And he, he yells. Enraged again. Yeah. He yells at Willie for letting them leave. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's just, he is irate. 
we go back to the hospital where the doctor, I guess, gives Alicia some kind of shot in the ankle, probably like, you know, cortisone or something like that. He's like rubbing all over her leg, too. Yeah. Like they're having this long conversation. They start in this long conversation, and he's just like rubbing her. Like, yeah. What are you rubbing on her leg? Like some icy hot? What do you got going on? Yeah. I, 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 I like, assume oh. it was a shot of something, but yeah, it could be like Bengay. He's <laughs> just rubbing her leg. That's all he's Anyway, uh, I noticed that. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's very similar. Like, there's a scene in uh, the movie we did, uh, X-Ray, way, way back, mm-hmm. where the doctor's just, like, really handsy for, like, no reason. What's Like, there's no way a doctor would be this <laughs> handsy. Let me massage and your that one, the, calf. The, the, the girl's, like, naked, completely naked. <laughs> she's, like, rubbing all over for, like, no reason. It's crazy. Because he's a doctor. Yeah. Trust me. So, uh, during this scene, like I said, they, they're talking the whole yeah. time. They're talking about Irving Wallace. And uh, we get a brief back history of him where basically he was an actor mm-hmm. who went crazy. He snapped one day and like killed 12 people during a play rehearsal or something like that. Um, and that, that's really the nuts and bolts. Yeah. That's all They're like, he's it. being held here between case, between yeah. his case, between right. his court case or something. Like yeah. That. I, I like, didn't get it, but it doesn't really matter. Um, so Betty and Licia, they leave. Well, and okay. again, if you're if you have a psychopath in your hallway, you're just gonna let these two girls like that. He's yeah. like, okay, girls, good luck on that play. See you <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah see just ya. And then he just like license. lets them walk yeah. right on back. Like, again, that no, yeah, there would be security. Security. They'd be escorted around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, very relaxed <laughs> days ago at that hospital. Very, very relaxed. Um, so they walk back down the hallway and they pass Wallace's cell again. And as they pass the cell, the camera hands off the girls yeah. and start zooming in on the uh, on the, the cell and we see the body in, in laying in the bed and it, it turns out that you know uh oh it's the orderly it's the orderly he's dead with a giant syringe sticking out of his neck he's dead maybe maybe because he also like turns he rolls over he rolls so that you can catch the yeah. the syringe which I get that but after I saw it the second time I was like is he dead? He, he could he still be very re- much maybe be alive. Maybe he's just very drugged up. Yeah, he could just be tranquilized yeah, very, very there heavily. There you go. Yeah. Um, that's a good, that is a good <laughs> I'm point. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> uh, so the two women, they drive back to the theater. Betty lets Alicia out while she goes and parks mm-hmm. her car. Um, Alicia ru- rushes back in, finds out that Peter is just irate and furious at her. Yeah. Uh, so Betty parks the car, goes into the theater, but... As she's walking away from her car, we see the shadow of a man sit up uh, in her back seat. Uh oh. Shit's getting crazy. That is. Uh, inside Peter, <laughs> uh, inside Peter uh, fires Alicia yeah. on the spot for sneaking out and leaving the rehearsal. Gives her, gives her, um, gives her spot to Laurel. Laurel, yes. Who is wearing the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen? I was coming down no that later, but that the dress Laurel is wearing is one of the most hideous things I've ever seen. And I, I don't understand like what her place is in the play because the only thing Mm-mm. we've seen of her is like a serious rape scene. Where, like, he's like, let's roll the rape scene. Yeah. And she's, like, being held upside down in this Alice in Wonderland type puffy It's so, it's, not even, it's just this blue, all blue dress. Yeah, but it's, like, but her it's hips are, yeah. it's, like, Has all around padding. her hips are just puffed out. 360 degrees around her, just all this big puffy padded. It's hideous. It's like, like it's, she's comical or something. It's yeah. like they're trying, I don't know, but, like. Peter, she's based there. Like, have, she has two guys hanging her upside down, like in the rape scene, yeah. apparently. And like, I don't understand what 
I don't understand what anybody's parts are in yeah, this play. It, it like, doesn't matter. It? But no. I, I uh, but I think the same thing. Uh. Being from the theme, like you try to, you just can't help trying to figure that shit out. Um, so <laughs> Betty, as a theater person, I want to figure that shit out. <laughs> yeah, I know. It drives me nuts too. Uh, Betty goes back out to her car because she realizes she forgot to turn her headlights off. Did she? Uh, because I didn't notice that they. Were yeah, on they were at never all. on. I, I agree. They were that, never yeah. on. I, and I she never turns them off. Yeah. No. So um, it's now storming outside. Like heavy, like heavy pouring. rain is coming down. Um, Betty gets to her car and notices that her car's hatchback door is open, mm. uh, and she, clearly it wasn't before. And she's like, "Huh, that's weird." <laughs> oh well. And she gets into her car and she sits there for a minute, and all of a sudden. <laughs> She gets pounced on by the cat Luc- the cat named Lucifer, black cat. Oh my god, that cat is back again. Yep. Like, the cat uh cat appears a lot in this movie. Well, the cat crossed her path or yeah, before, on the, before they left. And yes. she freaked out about that. Because she was superstitious. And whenever you see the cat, you will you hear like typical cat sounds. It's always like it's never it's the just noisiest like a silent cat. cat. No. It's just like dub over. <laughs> Yeah, it's the Voice noisiest over, like, cat I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, so she, the cat ends up in her car. Um, Lucifer. The cat has more speaking lines than some of the people in this movie <laughs> I do. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been first. Listen yeah, first for, in the for, credits. First, for, first billing. The black cat. Uh, so uh, Betty just gets out of her car uh, and she turns. They go back <laughs> in the theater. But as she turns, she closes her door and she turns to go back. She screams as we see a hand swinging a pickaxe yeah. coming right at her. <laughs> the spiked end of the pickaxe goes right into Betty's mouth. What? Betty falls to the muddy ground dead. And But I do have to say that I love the way the body collapses and falls in this scene. It's just so... It's just like limp noodles. Like the knees buckle. They, and then just like they fall backwards. She just on, falls backwards <laughs> on herself. Like that had to hurt in real life. Yeah. Like that could not With have... the pickaxe sticking out of her mouth. <laughs> hey, where do you think he picked that up between the uh, car and but, the, the back seat and well, the kill? Uh, unless he had, you know, maybe he had, they had lying around that mental hospital because they are very lax on the rules That's there. True. So who knows? <laughs> they could have had one of those hey, lying around. I killed someone with a pickaxe. We better hold on to this shit. Yeah. So, uh, who, yeah, I agree. Like, who, where the hell did he get that thing from? Maybe she. She just had one in the back seat. I mean, she is the costume designer. Maybe. I mean, maybe she There's a lot of things that and... in this theater that shouldn't be in a theater. <laughs> no. I, yeah, what kind of building was this? Yeah. Um, so inside, Alicia is packing up her thing. She storms out of the dressing yeah. room. She says her goodbyes to some of the people, and then she leaves. Yeah. She reaches her car, but starts to hear meow- Lucifer again mm-hmm. meowing, being loud. And so she stops to look for him, and so Damn she can it, take Lucifer. him back to Willie because apparently it's Willie's cat. It's Willie's cat. I thought it was the stagehand's cat I thought it just at first, the, like, too. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I like thought it was theater like, cat. Theater cat, because we see it on the stage. Oh, it's a stunt cat. It's a cat, you know, a trained cat for the show. Because uh, we had, a, we, I remember one play, we had, we had to have a dog on, like it's puppy oh, or something. And we had a dog wrangler, so the dog would dog make wrangler. sure they would do their thing properly. Um, cat wrangler. Cat wrangler. Um, so her search for the cat leads her around her car yeah. and over to Betty's car. And she comes around the back of Betty's car to the driver's side. And she finds Betty's oh. dead body with pickaxe. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Alicia screams, runs back into the theater where she Rose tells everyone umbrella. that yeah. it's Betty. Betty. Uh, we cut. Now we just, it's a hard cut to the cast and crew standing around in the rain. <laughs> As police and EMTs comb the area. 
Do you, uh, do you notice that uh, everybody has an umbrella except for Peter, the director? Yeah. Peter's standing like out in the rain, just being dramatic. Being very melancholy. Yeah, mm, melancholy and brood. brooding. <laughs> brooding. Yeah, I, I must brood about this. And he's just like, he's getting poured on. Oh, and everyone else so... is huddling under umbrellas. Yeah. Like... Um, so Betty's body is taken away and a squad car with two cops is like, you know what? You, you are told to stay behind to mm-hmm. watch over the place for the rest of the night. And Peter then tells Mark to send everyone home except for basically our main cast of characters. Right. Uh, they have to stay. And because Peter's got an idea. Uh, Peter tells Ferrari that they can use this to help sell tickets to the show and pack the house. Oh, yeah. Uh, so before I go on here, I have to get this out of the way because it's going to come. We've talked about like, things that bother us about the theater. Yeah. Um, this quote unquote theater it's oh. not a theater at all. No. It's a fucking soundstage for filming movies exactly. on. Uh, they have two different sets. Each of them is set up facing the other one. Uh, and they keep talking about the audience. And we have to sell the, sell the ticket and sell out. But there's no fucking place for the audience yeah. to sit. Thank you. There's no seats. There's no bleachers. There's nothing. There is no audience. I was waiting for you to bring this up. Yes. I almost brought it up in the beginning. And then I was like, no. He had to have seen this. Oh, yeah. And I know he's going to rant about it. I so, rant because like, where the hell is the audience supposed to go that they're so maybe, worried about selling out? Maybe it's conceptual theater, like black box theater. Even a like black a, box, you still put seats you in there. You do put seats in there because people have to sit, <laughs> sit during your long ass crazy artsy musical yes. where everyone gets raped. And you have two sets. If you have two sets, why are they like, facing, facing each, each other? other? The audience would be in the middle of them and have to constantly turn Dumb. around to see what's going on. And on top of that, <laughs> Peter keeps mentioning that the show opens in three days. Three days. So then why the fuck do you fire your lead actress and give her part to someone else? In, you know, someone yeah. who's not even an understudy to the part. So there's no way Laurel would be able to learn a whole new part in nope. three days. Nope. So I guess Peter's never heard of the saying, you know, don't change horses midstream or anything <laughs> like that. But not, it's ludicrous and drives me nuts. From a, uh, just a pure yep. theater perspective. Yep. Probably everybody else listening was like, they don't give a shit, but it drove me crazy. I'm so satisfied now <laughs> that you've said all this because, again, when like I wanted to bring it up earlier and I was like, no, I'm just going to wait because I think it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, you know yeah. me. You, you uh, know me. Yep. I was <laughs> all right. So that rant out of the way. Yeah. Inside, all the rest of the cast and crew pack up. We see Marilyn packing up her saxophone. Yeah, she... <laughs> she, she's not essential to this. She, uh, you know, I find it, they, one thing about this movie that I, I'll comment on now because it's, it's one of the things that they do. They are very good about like, even if it's kind of dumb, they make the point known. So they made it a point to show the B characters who, you know, these B characters that they kind of put in the beginning yeah. of the movie, you see them leave. leave. Yeah. And so it's like, they, they do kind of tie up those things. At least there's, yeah, they, there's they continuity do, they do in so, what they're doing. They're, it's split though. There's sometimes where they do a really good job of tying yeah. up plot holes. Like, and then there's our times where there's big plot holes that they, they don't True. cover. <laughs> so it's a mixed bag, but yeah, the things they choose to cover, it's cool that they yeah, do. It's like in the story, like, yeah. But then other times just like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like forget <laughs> well, to do things for the sake of, you know, storytelling but uh-huh so uh-huh. um the main group sits around a hobo heater which is just a metal <laughs> barrel on fire so it's a brazer basically there's a bunch of those there's inside like that two building. or three yes i was that was another rant i had coming later but let's <laughs> yeah. talk about it now there's fire open fire, <laughs> open fire. in a theater that's ma- basically in 
and sets that are made of completely everything in here everything is flammable. Wood. Yeah, is wood. Yeah. Uh, wood, cloth, everything's basically goes up in flames easily. But There's they have no like way. three bonfires in yeah, these barrels, like just going on in the middle of the state. And how are they? How are they fueling them? Is it real fire or is it? Is oh, it's it like definitely gas? real fire. Like, but, I mean, it's fire. But I mean, is it like wood fire? Is it gas? Fire? Yeah, I'm guessing it's like coals and wood I, or something like that. Yeah. I, because barrels, yeah, barrels sitting around the stage. Yeah, there's like at least <laughs> three of these things sitting around. Um, Let's keep warm. So keep yeah, warm. I don't again, toasty. Peter sweet. makes some. I guess you have to blame the director again, and, and Peter makes some really weird decisions. He's making bad. He want. Hey, he wants to be in charge. He is definitely he, he the does. guy in charge of yeah. everyone. Uh, Peter addresses the group and fills them in on his new plans, which is basically that he plans. Originally in the script, the killer was just known as the Owl. And now they're going to name, rename yeah. him Irving Wallace. They're going to rename the killer. And uh, they're going to, you know, this is his big plan. They're going to change some things around to make it fit better with what, with Be- uh, with Betty's death. Of yeah. the, and so they're going to redo stuff. The original name of the play was The Night, Night Owl. Owl. Yes. Yeah. We see that briefly on, a, on the cover of the script. Yeah. Uh, Alicia's like, fine, whatever. I just want to go home. But Peter snaps. He loses it again. He's like, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> What's wrong with all you people? Like, really? Somebody just got murdered. I'm pretty sure they'd want to go home too. We have to talk about too, like that stereotypical uh, token black man yes. uh, gives Peter, before this whole talk, we see him give Peter the only key. Yeah. I, yeah. I thank you for bringing that. Cause I know in my notes, I don't bring that up so much later, but yeah. yeah he we'll gives g- him the only key and like, <laughs> Okay. Let, yeah, Willie gives Peter him lock himself in. He's like, "Okay, see you later. I know this just happened, but here's the key. Yeah. I guess you can have Which it." Which I have a big problem. Two problems. One, yeah, Willie gives him the only <laughs> other key. The key. There's a key to the back door, and then like uh-huh. this big key like to the front door, master key or whatever. Yeah, the skeleton gives, key. Yeah, yeah. He gives it to Peter. Peter then gives it to one of the actresses named Corinne. Who, yeah, she's the ingenue of the group. Of uh Uh. And she, he tells her to hide the key, so everybody's locked in. Nobody can get out. But they're inside. Mm-hmm. They could just open the locks in the door. You don't. You, yep. How do you lock yourself in something? Like you, you lock yourself out. Uh-huh. But I think there's no way they should be locked in. They should be like, oh, I was undo the lock and open the exactly. door. Exactly. <laughs> just like the latch. Like just. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, deadbolt there's, or latch. There's none of that. Yeah. Nope. There's it's, no way this. Nope. The whole premise is flawed here. <laughs> It's um, not art. It's borderline harassment. Seriously. <laughs> We're Peter, all staying. Peter is basically kidnapping these people. He, yeah. Against their will completely. Yeah. He's being incredibly um, persuasive too. Like with the money. He starts talking about the money. Yeah. This, Cause this is where he's like, none yeah. of you guys are stars. You all need this job. Yeah. Um, and he's like, people are going to flock to the show about the killer who actually killed someone in the show. How do they know it was the killer too? I mean, like, the police put a lot of things together really quickly. Well, it, obviously, I'm, I'm guessing they do because, I mean, they're probably, you know, Irving Wallace is missing from the hospital. Right, so they you're assume, like, okay, he's missing. And then within a few miles of the hospital, somebody shows up dead. So, yeah, technically, there you could say there would be a, a, a possibility that he didn't kill there was somebody else. But, right. yeah, they're just making a, I a mean, jumping conclusion. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't Alicia be, I just feel like she would be like a suspect being the last person with Betty. The police would have like taken her away yeah, and she'd that, never be oh my God, in, that's, locked in this damn theater. That is a great point. Like I didn't even think about that. But yeah, in real world, she was the last one seen with Betty. She would be taken away for questioning and stuff like that. the last person that was seen with her 
and she found her. Yeah. Double whammy. Mm. That's a great point. I can't I believe I, I, I totally overlooked that. That's an amazing point. I was like, why is this chick even being allowed to like be back in? The- because the show's got to go on, Sarah. <laughs> the, the show's show got to go on. go on. Hey, and the other one, Meatloaf sang a whole song about yeah, he it. He did sing a whole song about it. And it was great. It's way better than this crazy synthesizer <laughs> bullshit that we're... Damn you, 80s. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, he, Peter just rants and he's like, you know what? Yeah. This is going to be a hit and we're going to get a two to four month run out of this show. And you guys are gonna be set money wise. Yeah, you're gonna get all the money. Um, Fiari is look, he's over there getting your bonuses. Getting your bonuses, he, and yeah. So yeah, apparently Ferrari carries around a briefcase just filled with cash. Yeah, just stacks and stacks of cash. <laughs> he just in a he did he's like, who does that? Who brings mobsters. that? Yeah, mobsters <laughs> do that. <laughs> Big like uh, organized crime, That's drug dealers, say, yeah, money drug runners. Dealers. Uh, I don't know producers who go to the, to a rehearsal with like a hundred thousand dollars in a Most briefcase. Most of them are broke, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's so, not. Mm-mm. Yeah. So anyway, everyone decides to stay and rehearse. Yeah. Uh, Peter unfires Alicia and puts her back in her role. Of course. Uh, like I said, while this is going on, we see Ferrari in the background getting the cash together for everybody. There's some cool shots, I will say, like this one where he like talks Alicia into staying and he's being really persuasive about the money. You do get this like I will some of the editing and the camera shots were cool in this movie when I went back and watched it. Like yeah. there's one where it like shows Fiori like getting the money together and over it's like Alicia looks back and it's over her shoulder. And so it's like it's kind of a cool camera. There angle. are there there are I will agree, there's some really neat camera angles or camera tricks but then there's also times where <laughs> yeah where some of the cuts and edits are just absolutely horrible it's over like this movie goes and back and forth and like good again. and bad good and bad and just back I and just don't forth even know. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get <laughs> um so sybil and danny they're in the bathroom now sybil's throwing up from being pregnant oh, man weak throw up but so gross like they yeah. show her like spitting and Whoa. danny's like tells her Hey baby, this time there's not going to be an abortion this oh, time. Oh, how romantic! You <laughs> want me to have an abortion I, this again, time? I was like, this time, which again, I guess <laughs> say makes more. That. How many times? How many damn abortions has Sybil had already? Damn it! How, she, not this time. Poor Sybil too. <laughs> she's just got to walk around in her fucking underwear the whole. Yeah, movie. she's in her. She, like, I guess she played another hooker. Obviously, a ballerina but, hooker. A ballerina hooker, but she's, she's in yeah. like basically just these black like. Underwear with like a yeah. red corset on yeah. and high she heels be- the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> she could be on like the set of Chicago or I don't know, something like that. But she, yeah. Cabaret. Just cabaret. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Um, so, and Danny, to me, he looks like a cross between like, a very young Kiefer Sutherland and a young Sting. And not Sting yeah. the wrestler, Sting the no, musician. Sting the musician. <laughs> He looks. He it, does look like Young Sting. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> they look like a cross between a Young Sting and a Young Steve or Sting. Yeah, it's like it bothers. Wow. Like the whole time, I was like, huh. huh. <laughs> Every breath you take, Danny. Every breath you take. <laughs> Every breath you take. He what? He does want to be famous. He does I mean, want to be famous. And we don't know what he does in the movie exactly. And the, he, we, yeah, we never really know what his part in this play is. He's no. just there. He's is the he, pregnator. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a set guy? Is he an actor? Is he a a, te- a techie? We don't know. He's just there. You don't see a lot of them either. There's there's Mm-mm. definitely not a lot of no. 
And again, they would. This is three days before Oman. They would definitely be in the middle of Tech Week. I know. There would be techies all over the place. That's what the, Tech Week is. It's like the the week of tech. It's Hell Week. The, yeah, that's exactly what it is. They're they're basically doing full dress rehearsals at this point with lights and sound and everything. But there's like no tech people yeah, no, anywhere. Yeah. Mm. Um, so Mark tells everyone, "Get ready, get places." Yeah. And he tells Laurel that Peter wants her to find a sexier costume in this costume oh storage. Gosh, yes. Which, thank God, because anything is sexier than this thing we've talked about. I mean, <laughs> you could put this girl in a burlap sack and be sexier than this blue dress. Oh, yeah, for sure. She, she looks ridiculous. Yeah. It's just... Um, she looks like a kind of like her midsection looks like a blue pumpkin, kind of. Like, it's just so round and puffy. Yeah, Sir Mixlock would lose his mind. I'm just not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't say anything better than that. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure what she's supposed to be. I'm just not sure. I don't know either. So off Laurel goes into the costume yeah. storage room. Uh, she begins searching for a new costume amongst the racks of clothes. Yeah, is that like a prop room yeah, or a it's storage a, it's room? It's a storage. Like yeah, it's a mixture of prop storage and costume storage. Okay. okay. Um, so uh, she gets out of her old costume. Uh, complete with the, the giant fake padded boobs and oh, giant yeah. ass and hips that she's wearing. Um, and as she's undressing, she hears the sound of shuffling coming from mm-hmm. inside the room. She grabs an outfit and goes into like this tiny little changing room. Uh, she changes clothes, and that's when from under the door of the changing room, it doesn't, the door doesn't go all the way to the floor, and we see somebody walk up to the door. You oh, see the no. shadows of legs mm-hmm. underneath, and that's when the doorknob to uh that starts shaking yeah, starts, violently yeah but luckily for laurel she actually she locked the door uh after she went and she starts she, screaming oh her screams are so bad <laughs> like they're good like she's screaming but it wow yeah Oof. the screaming is pretty bad in this movie overall it's, they're not yeah, good, good screaming it's almost like everything in this movie again it's something with the sound is like a little just off, off just like yeah yeah just off it's not that off but it just it's in that weird Zone where it's like it's just off enough to make things really weird, but yeah. almost, but it's almost not noticeable too. It's just so weird. Yeah, sometimes you're like, is that really her screaming, or is that somebody else screaming, and then yeah. she's just pretending to scream? I, it's, yeah, it's kind of like the the uncanny valley of sound. It, yeah. So instead of visuals, it's yeah. just sound. Yeah. So um. Anyway, anyway she yeah. screams, which uh, is the good cast, for her. Yeah, the cast all run to her aid. And when she comes <laughs> she comes out of the change room. I don't know how they heard her in that gigantic warehouse. Yeah, a giant film are. studio. Uh, so uh, they all run to her. She comes out of the change room, and she immediately accuses Brett of yeah. trying to scare her. Because mm-hmm. apparently Brett's supposed to be like a jokester and prankster. Yeah. Uh, but Brett adamantly admits that, you know, hey, I didn't do anything to do I this. I wouldn't do that I, this I wasn't night. Here. Yeah, yeah, not tonight. Um. Peter, not happy about any of this, he orders Brett to get back into costume and back on stage. But Brett's like, I can't find I can't my costume. Find it's it. gone missing. Not, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Big, uh, big red flag here. But Peter doesn't give a shit. He's no. like, just get the backup costume. Yeah. Get your ass on stage. And he storms off. So we cut to Brett standing in front of a mirror, basically talking. He's got, you know, talking to himself. Uh, kind of pump <laughs> oh. himself up, I guess. He takes a bow. And when he bows, we see the killer staying behind him in Brett's costume, complete with the giant owl head. Yeah. Now, this is supposed to be a scare here, but it's really not because the damn owl head's so fucking big, <laughs> you can so, you can clearly see it behind Brett before, long before he takes exactly. a bow. You know he's standing right there. I was going to say that. I was going to say, how in the world 
Did he not know that that guy was behind him in that huge head? Like, Giant it's head. ten times bigger than his normal man-sized head. And how does the killer even see all that thing? Bro? The eye holes are so small. Oh, my his, God. His line of sight, his field of view would be so small. That guy would be, like, bumping into everything. I was going to say walk. something about that later. Like, all right, we'll that bring is it like back real, up then. That's, like, really a bad choice. <laughs> I, mean, like, like, I know he's trying to act the part, but... Bad choice if you want to kill some people. Yes. Uh, so we cut to the stage where everyone's gathered. Peter has Danny work the lights and the music. Yeah. Uh, Mark sees who he thinks is Brett and he's like, hey, get into place, get into place, and tells Peter, like, hey, all right, everybody's ready. We We're can ready. start this. Peter starts the scene up where Corinne, who, like I said, we've seen her a little bit here and there, and she's the oh. girl that uh, Peter gave the key to to hide. Right. Uh, she's on stage and she strips down. Um. She goes from a colonial style librarian. Very colonial. Yeah, a very She's colonial wearing librarian. Like a collar up to her chin. Like a, and, one of those lacy yes, collars. And glasses and her hair, hair, up hair is up. She looks like Little House on the she Prairie. She does. I love no, I love the colonial librarian now. That is like exactly <laughs> what she looks like. Yes. And when everybody else like dressed up like very modern 80s hooker attire. Streetwalkers. She is like straight out of like the eight, yeah. 17, 1800s or the Victorian yeah. era or something like that. It's <laughs> She like starts taking it off like again, like she's in full skirt. So she starts like taking it off and to reveal like like lingerie. A lace nighty. Yeah, like she's wearing, yeah, a very, yeah, it's like I'm a, so confused it's at this teddy, point. It's not a teddy, but uh, whatever. It is like, it's, it's like a sheer nighty with tiny panties yeah. and it's pink. And it's very, it's very girly and, and satiny. Yeah, satiny. it's very. It's supposed to be kind of sexy, but yeah. still sexy, but still classy, not yeah. trashy. She or has like that. a really nice body. Yeah, she's not, yeah. not trying to make her the trashy one. I guess right. she's like. I guess in the play, she's the good girl. She's yeah, the main character. Of Maybe the play. she could be. I, I guess she could be the main Alicia? one, and Alicia is just Alicia's the main character in this movie. Maybe not the play. I don't I, know. I'm so confused. Yeah, you, you don't really know what's happening. And she starts dancing. She does. She strips down <laughs> and starts dancing around this bed that's on With stage. This, again, like crazy synthesizer 80s Pink Floydish See, I, type music. I think I said it later, but I actually like the music in this. I don't, okay, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but some of it just, maybe because it just drones. Some of the scenes drone on and on forever. Yeah. I, I don't know. That. They are trying. It's very suspenseful. I music. Lo- some of the music. Yeah. I absolutely love the music yeah. in this. Yeah. It's pure. Like obviously, like this is not a musical like the other stage fright was. No, so there's no the scene. Other one that is that, that music. But yeah, this just like the the score. The music played is. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. That's one thing about this movie I really like. Good. Um, also on the stage so that she's danced around with this bed. There's a really creepy what? mannequin Why? that's just on stage this whole time. There's a mannequin on stage. And it's got its face painted, kind of look like a jester, yeah. but it's wearing like a, a leopard skin women's... fur coat with a hat with a. It's it looks like a cross dressing jester, and I don't know why it's there. She interacts with it during this brief scene. It's never mentioned or seen again, and I don't. It's so weird that it's there. Like what? It just makes me. What part does this thing play <laughs> in the play? It's art. <laughs> Why is it there? And the entire movie, I'm thinking, okay, they set this up. They they because they probably do a close up of this mannequin. Right. It's like, okay, they're setting up like at some point the killer is going to replace the mannequin, kind of take its place. Well, I kept waiting I for that thinking, to happen. That's what I was thinking too. That like the mannequin was like a placeholder for yeah. an actual character. But I don't. Think, I didn't think it was a place. I, I just, think it was just a weird mannequin. I'm like, okay, the I, killer's gonna 
freeze frame, be the mannequin, he's going to get somebody. But that doesn't happen either. No. So uh, the mannequin again, has I'm no so purpose in this nope. movie whatsoever, other than just being a strange, weird ass fucking thing. So confusing. Yeah, just to confuse you. <laughs> so. Throw you off. <clears throat> Uh, sorry, uh, we, Alicia, uh, Alicia goes to the back door yeah. and uh, notices that the key is not on the little rock ledge where it's oh, supposed to yeah. be. The skeleton key. Yeah, because the, the last time we see the key, I, 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 I skipped over by mistake. Uh, we see it. It's dropped in the mud outside yeah. when Betty, Betty gets killed. Betty had it. And then it, yeah, yeah, so it's, um, the, uh, the door is locked, but she rushes back to Peter. and But he's so busy and so absorbed in the scene on stage that yeah. Peter's like, you know, it was like, shut up, go away, I'm busy. <laughs> he uh, shakes her. She's and, like, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's Brad wait, up there. Wait, stop that. Yeah, no, she's he's like, shut up. a killer. And he just like shakes her. He's like, just stop it. Stop. <laughs> like, yeah, and he's going like, Brett, Brett, that's your cue. You're missing your cue. And so finally, more yelling, <laughs> fake Brett finally enters the scene. He comes on stage. Here he comes. Uh, Peter yells at him to grab Corinne. Which fake yeah. Brett does. He grabs her by like, the shoulders at first. And Peter's like yelling, kill her! Yeah, kill her! Kill her! <laughs> so fake Brett starts strangling Corinne. For reals. Like strangling her. Mm-hmm. He, and like, he forces her down onto the bed where he strangles her some more. And then he just pulls out this big old knife. Oh, yeah. And just starts stabbing the shit out of Corinne. Like right in her chest and stomach. Uh, her, just her whole torso area. And everyone's just staying there watching, watching. this. Watching. And she, there's this angelic music play. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> And I was like, this is appropriate. Yeah. It's so dramatic. It's, it's very dramatic. So, like the cuts, the, the the camera angles and cuts are just trying to make this so dramatic. Yeah. Uh, and But Alicia's finally like, that's not Brett. That's, that's not she's Brett. really killing her. And... <laughs> It's too late. I mean, Irving. Yeah, the it. best part about this scene is though, after he he kills her, he drops her body on the ground, uh-huh. and he just kind of turns and looks at everybody, uh, and then just walks then away, it's... just like, <laughs> see you guys, <laughs> and just walks <laughs> off stage, <laughs> like doesn't run, no, no <laughs> urgency. He just see you guys later, right, <laughs> and I'll they be, just let him go. Just I'll like, be back, motherfuckers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everybody's like. All right. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick, yeah. and I'll be back to finish this up. Yeah, I'll okay. keep you guys in a minute. i got to take a shit or something. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> I got I to I upchuck a pellet. Yeah, the owl, owl is pellet. so serious. He's yeah. a serious owl face. Oh. Uh, so, anyway. So, he, so the Corinne goes the, down. Yeah, She's the, done. The others, they finally rush up to the stage, uh, surround Corinne, who's just bleeding out. She's weakly dying. Just Very weak, like, yeah. Uh, uh, and this is when Peter remembers. So <laughs> Peter remembers. Oh shit! I gave her the key to the front door and told her to hide it uh-huh. so no one could leave. And we don't know where the key is. So everybody's like, trying, like Ferrari, and everybody's like, "Where's the key, Karen? Where's the key?" He's like shaking. Yeah. Ferrari's like starts shaking her. Karen who's like bleeding out, dying. He's, he's like, "Where's that key? Where's that key? Where's that key?" This is my favorite thing that happened. This. I'm not this, and I'm not. I don't want to spoil anything, but this make this scene after her death 
old, like makes it my favorite kill <laughs> because he obviously stabs her. That's dramatic. There's all yeah. this like build up, but then like, they just like go up and they're like, "Oh, Corinne, let's call nine one one." Well, he's cut the phone line. So yes, thank you. Because Mark goes, yeah. to, Mark goes to uh, use the phone and the the cord's ripped out. And yeah, and they're like just. Just lay still, Corinne. Just lay still. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, God, she has the key. And then they all start just freaking the fuck out on yeah. her. Where is that kid? Where is that kid? They could have slapped her. It would have been. <laughs> like a few gentle slaps her. on the yeah. cheek just to keep her awake. Yeah. Like, come hey, where's the kid? Come on. No, they throttle yeah, this they, girl around. <laughs> she's just bleeding out. Yeah. And they don't care. Like, So, uh, yeah, she dies. <laughs> she basically dies. And... Uh, so since they can't call, they said, you know what? What if we bang on the doors on enough, maybe uh-huh. the cops outside will hear us. So they all run to the, the front door is like this giant metal sliding door. Right. Or it's like partial sliding door with like a smaller actual regular door built into In it. it. Yeah. Um so they're banging on this metal door, banging, banging, but the storm is so loud, there's so much of thunder course. and rain. That the cops sitting in the car outside can't hear oh, them. these cops are so... Oh, God. They put, like, Barney Fife. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the cops are pretty much useless. I mean, mm. They're kind of doopity, dips, uh, dumb cops. I like doopity. I like that doopity. word. That's good. Doopity. <laughs> um, Wallace then turns the power off to the theater, leaving everyone in oh. darkness. Because he, he likes his... He has a penchant for the dramatics. Right. Is the theory. He has he to be dramatic. Very, yes, he is very dramatic. He, he is an actor. He loves yeah. the drama. Thank God for those barrel fires. Yeah, though. exactly. I mean, I, yeah, plenty of life and the barrel fires <laughs> going on. Um, so Peter's like, hey, everybody, everybody stick together. We're going to make our way to, like, I think, the dressing room or somewhere where yeah. there's candles. We all have to stick together. Which that is one thing. I do like, like... I was. I'll comment on this. I think I come on later. That's one thing I like about this movie, at least in the, in the first part, first half yeah. or so of this movie, they do a very good job of being smart. Like they, they Logical. do everybody sticks together in a group or, mm-hmm. they, or at the smallest, they're in pairs. Yep. Nobody really goes off by themselves and they're very smart about it. So I, exactly. I really like that about this movie. Cause it, that's not normal. It's not, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, not in horror movies. It's no. so it's, I love that fact. That actually yep. one thing I did like very much. Um, so at, they, uh, they start walking away in darkness, but uh, Ferrari kind of tails off because he, he 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 leaves the group. He, he kind of lets them go as he gathers up. He's trying to gather up the money. He starts panicking, doesn't he? Because yeah, he's like, like he, I gotta get the money, and he drops it. He he gathers up all the money in the and the receipts that he was writing yeah. into his briefcase. Uh, and he's doing it real quick because of course he's scared, right? And he turns to leave, and then his hand bumps into one of the. F- Fire barrels, the barrel fire, fire. <laughs> barrel fire. He's like, oh, and he drops his briefcase. Right, the money and receipts go See, everywhere. It's not safe, people. This yeah. is not safe. So, uh, meanwhile, the others they find their candles and wherever. And Peter's like, now that you know, we have the candles, we have the light. Now we're gonna go look for the key that Corinne hid. Right. We go back to Ferrari, who has come face to face with Wallace now, and in a desperate act, Ferrari. Falls to his knees and offers just stacks of cash to the killer. Like, here you go. Here's some money. But Wash like, fuck that, and just kills him. It's over. Which makes sense, because you can kill him and then take the money anyway. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you see, like, this dramatic shot of, like, the wads of money falling on the ground with, like, a little bit of blood splash on it. Like, (laughs) uh, blood money. Exactly. Drama. Drama. (laughs) Uh... Uh, so the uh, the others hear Ferrari's dying screams as they make right. their way down this hallway by candlelight, and they end up back on the stage looking for Ferrari. And the right. lights come back on, so Wallace turns the lights back on, and they're nearly hit by the dead swinging body of Ferrari, who's been <laughs> strung up by his feet by like rope, and he's just like swinging around on the yep. stage. 
which my God, Wallace works really fucking fast then to get him strung up that high and uh, set that up. I think this guy is a ninja, by the way. I mean, They're some of the things that we get <laughs> yeah. to see him do later, uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, he does do some impressive um, stuff later. He's pretty strong. Yes. So. He's, he's not just he, yeah he'd have to be super he's fast to pull this and off fast he must be a superhero i don't he, he, he's the tri- he, as he i guess in the theory he would be called a triple threat oh he can sing dance act and apparently kill, <laughs> and people, kill people very well and he's murderous he's a he's a he's quadruple threat <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh yeah so the group then they regroup in the dressing room right. to figure out what to do next yeah and the sound of a tape rewinding is heard and then followed by loud music. Now, I get the group hearing the loud music played over big speakers, but I, I don't think they would... I, the sound that they hear, the, the, the tape rewinding, is a little far-fetched. It's like they hear that like weird tape exactly. like, that was I don't a, think they would hear that. No, and that was a really good um, example of that. There, yeah. I'm sure that there are people that are out there listening don't to this. Don't know what that tape maybe, rewinding yeah, yeah, that don't know what that sound yeah. At first, I was like, what is that? I haven't heard that sound in a long time. It's been 20 years since oh I've heard that God. sound. Yeah, I don't think that they would have heard that either, but it was so, so loud. Yeah. Like, it seemed to just terrify them. Yeah. Like, the sound it, of this <laughs> tape rewinding, they were like, oh, God. Loud. And then the music hits, and the music's loud and dramatic. Oh, oh I love God. I love this music. I actually love this music right here that they were playing. It's so, like... Um, I have a, I'll come back to it later. Okay. Uh, but Wallace then, and we see Wallace enter the shop mm-hmm. room, work room, where all the tools are kept. Oh, and yeah. we see various large saws, hammers, and other tools, and a giant fucking axe. Yeah. Where I'm like, are you kidding okay. me? Okay. So this, again, <laughs> this is a place where they explain very well how he could get his weapons to yes. kill people. So on that is that. very good. On, I was on totally board, board with that. Yes. But I would, like you, what the fuck are they doing with, with an, an axe? axe? Like, yes. are they chopping the wood that they built the set? Yeah, they had to go chop down their own trees to are build the set. Are they seven brides with seven brothers? Are they just now like, in a log test? It's like, just this giant axe sitting on the workbench. What? And I, this brought me back. Like, I vividly remember the scene shop in my college theater. I spent oh, yeah. many hours in there. And yes, we had the saws. We had the power tools. We had all that. But that shit was kept up in a separate, like, oh, locked yeah, no. up room no. that was always locked, except for during work hours. And they weren't just, li- they weren't left tossed around. And we certainly didn't have fucking no. axes nope. in our theater. No, nope. you weren't sawing and singing songs. Again, <laughs> we is, have saws I, and drills, but not an axe no. and, or hatchets as they get find out later. They also no. have hatchets, too. Oh, yeah, there's too. hatchets. Yeah. yeah, it's like, where the hell is wrong? Where are they getting this shit? <laughs> what is this? And again, that's not the. Pr- it doesn't even matter. Yeah. It's, it's just ridiculous. Again, it's one of those situations where they're like, "Oh, here's an explanation." Yeah, I'm all for that, but ridiculous. like, it should be used like, other than like, there shouldn't be a fucking axe in there. <laughs> and even if it's for the screw, the play, it would be a prop axe made of rubber or plastic. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Maybe it could be a prop, but they would not use a real, a real fucking yeah. axe. Yeah. You would hope not. I don't know. This is very artistic. <laughs> He's very Off method. Broadway, apparently. He has very method. method. <laughs> Uh, back to the group Danny mentions that Willie had a master skeleton key in his office right so Peter and Danny decide to go look for it while leaving Mark behind to stay with the women and protect them in the dressing in room in the dressing room so like I said this is where the music is playing is so epic <sighs> it's to me pretty fucking awesome but it makes yes. you think that you're about to see some kind of like epic battle or 
fight scene like in 300 oh, or like intense. or like the end of the Lord of the Rings movie where the orcs and humans it's, like, it's amazing but all it is uh-huh. is just Peter and Danny walking through a hallway to yeah. a room yep. <laughs> it's it. the most monotonous boring bah, thing bah. but the most over the top dramatic music being played that is the ultimate theme of this movie they're trying <laughs> to trick you into thinking what you're seeing is more dramatic <laughs> than it honestly is and that's like, walking down a hallway getting scared that's the whole movie. <laughs> Back in the dressing room, Laurel sees the doorknob slowly begin to turn. Oh, uh, shit. Then when Wallace realizes that it, the door is locked, he starts banging starts on, the other, on the other side of the door and trying to break it open. Mark turns into whole door here, throws himself up <laughs> oh, against the door and yells for girls soon. to help him hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. <laughs> oh, hold the door. Take a minute here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Then, okay, I'm okay now. All right, so Mark's pressed up against the door trying to hold it shut. And then we see okay. one of Wallace's hands come punching through what looks like a like a, a porthole. Like you that? see like a ship, a cruise ship. It's like yeah. this circular hole, but it's like, but it's not, it's like wood, but the circle, it's a really weird looking thing. I don't know. It's like they just put it here for this stunt, the scene. There's no way that his, yeah, there's no way that his hand would have gone through a it's, door like that. Yeah. Like that it's. Yeah, it like balsa wood maybe, but uh, he punches through like the circular (laughs) area of the door with his hand, grabs Mark like around the neck and starts choking him. Just holds him there, of course. And And Mark's like screaming, like "Help me, help me!" And that's when we hear the sounds of a power tool uh, Uh on the other side of the door. And Mark screams out in pain as we see the (laughs) blood begin to soak through his shirt. Slowly. Slowly. And then, <laughs> but that's quickly followed by a giant drill bit that comes burrowing through oh, Mark's yeah. stomach. The, <laughs> meanwhile, the music ends, the dramatic right. music ends as Mark dies, which allows Danny and Peter to hear the sound of Sybil screaming. Sc- yeah, Sybil is doing nothing but screaming. Oh, she does she nothing. Is yeah. Just she's the probably like, most useless character. Shit. Yeah, she's useless. She's fodder. Maybe. Uh, so they run back to the dressing room. Where they find Mark dead and the drill like hanging, hanging out of the out still hanging the out the door. So uh, it's like the killer was like, well, I was like eh, I'm done with it. Yeah, I don't done need it anymore. Okay. Maybe he had to take another shit. Maybe, Maybe. he has IBS. I mean, uh, again, that would also have to be. I mean, someone wasn't get. I don't know. I mean, that was a an ace, and I guess they had batteries. But man, that thing should have been probably plugged in with an electric, like a Wouldn't power cord. Wouldn't you think that it more likely? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they had giant battery packs. In it's 87. a huge drill bit it's on massive. that sucker. It I mean, got it, through it, a door. It very course. reminiscent of a, a slumber party massacre. Oh, okay. The, oh yeah, I saw. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Peter then tells him, like, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to sit around here waiting for us to be kill we're you know right why didn't i think about the workshop before like we can go there and we can find everything we need to defend ourselves yeah, with. we need some tools so we, he's like again we stick together and we're gonna make it and they all go to the workshop <laughs> and um did you notice how the dripping and water sounds that were happening in while they were in the workshop too yeah it's like yeah. they were wading through some water. Yeah, this the, building the, the be condemned? It sh- probably like should a- be because especially <laughs> what we see near the end, like like this this whole theater or stage or whatever it is, seems to be falling very down. very on the yeah. rickety side. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand the water in the. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. No, no. Um. So again, he orders the area to stick together, and they they make it to the shop, and they all arm themselves with various mm-hmm. tools slash weapons. Sybil grabs a rock. A rock, yeah, like a half a brick or yeah, a prop rock huge. or something. It's like of all the things, why would you take that? I know. 
<laughs> Again, it just shows how stupid There's Sybil is. It's gotta be like a hammer. Like, nobody has a hammer. I know. I was like, why would you take a hammer? There's probably a dozen There's hammers in that shop. hammers there. Take the hammer. <laughs> But yeah, there's no nope. no hammers, but there's hacks, axes and hatchets and power drills. And a rock. I'm and going rock. to stone you to death. I will Fucking stone rock. you. Jesus. So, um, yeah, Peter takes the axe with them and they, yeah. they leave and they head to the front door to try to force it open. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make it to the, the main stage where they are. And they are making their way to the to the, the front door, and Peter suddenly has a good idea. Like he hears something, and he uses the spotlight, and he turns on, aims it up, and he find and he shine he finds Wallace creeping around yeah. up in the catwalks high above them, and again, a smart move. Like I like this. Like yeah. it's showing them that they're not just you know that's a smart like oh fuck you I see you exactly we know where you are now, yeah. um, but. Eh, things kind of fall apart here. But it gets uh, a little because, crazy. Yeah. Peter uh, runs to one of the ladders and orders Danny to go to the other one so they can trap walls. So they can cut them off. Danny does not want to be doing this. No. Again, like, not a bad idea in, in theory. Yeah, but he didn't share his idea yeah. with Danny. He was just like, Danny, go now and do this. And huh? Danny's like, well, uh, I don't really <laughs> yeah. know about this. Yes. Yeah, I'm about baby, to be a dad. Baby stings a little really hesitant. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> baby so, stick. So Peter runs. We see Peter running along these narrow catwalks, trying to catch up to walls. Yep. Which at this point, I am impressed with how well Peter is able to run down these very narrow, confiding catwalks, exactly. all hunched over, because he is booking it in a very tight little area. I'm like, holy, that's impressive. He really, yeah. He's I, nimble. He's I would say, man, I I would don't think I'd ever run on those catwalks. Catwalks in the theater, man. I've no. been on some rickety oh, ass things. No. Up there. They are not. Just not very sturdy, it seems at times. <laughs> very, very nerve wracking to be up there. Um, anyway, it's so um, Sybil now she refuses to stay with the group. She's like, "No, Danny, Daddy, come back!" And Daddy, she, wait for me. yeah, she she runs off to chase after Danny, which in turn causes Alicia and Laurel to chase of after course. Sybil. Right. So now chaos. chaos. Everybody's going everywhere. Both Laurel and Alicia are climbing up the same ladder to the mm-hmm. catwalks. When for some dumbass reason, Alicia reaches up, grabs Laurel's ankle, screaming for Laurel to wait for me. Wait for me. I'm like, bitch, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Run your ass off. And it's not even that, but like, wait, wait up for you. You're literally right behind her. <laughs> Alicia's face is yeah, on can, level with Laurel's feet. You can how, touch her foot. Yes. Yeah, how much can. more how much more possibly can Laurel wait up for her? Like, it's just the stupidest fuck. It's not like she's at the very bottom of the ladder and exactly. Laurel's all the way at the top. She's literally, like, looking up her skirt. Like, right fucking there to grab her ankle. It would almost be better if, like, Laurel just turned around and, like, kicked her or something. And there was no line that said anything. Yeah, just that like, would make hey, more bitch. sense. Because that's what happens. <laughs> Laurel basically kind of kicks her leg, yeah. knocks Alicia free, yeah. and Alicia... Falls to like the catwalk or the sca- wooden scaffolding yeah, that, floors, knocks yeah. herself out. She she goes unconscious. Yeah. Um, she makes it to like a landing or something. Yeah, like this the landing. And, and Laurel keeps going. And yeah, Laurel's like fuck it, and she just keeps going. And they kind of they kind of allude that like Laurel is the bitch anyway. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they didn't <laughs> wait for me. I'm gonna pull on your sock. What? Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're know, right. It, it bothered me so uh, much. It's, I didn't it's even so think much about bothered. That. It, yeah. Oh, it's one of my biggest. It triggers this movie that for some reason that one bothered me so much and it 
because it's very intricate like her falling and not being a part of the group is a very important part it is it is story but yeah like so yeah why would that you could just have her like Fall. Slip and fall. Yeah, the Lord doesn't have to kick her. She could just lose her grip and fall on her own. And Lord, like, yeah. oh, see ya. Maybe like, oh, yeah. I, she's dead. I, I'm going. I'm not getting Peace. around. Her. Yeah, that would make more sense than having Lissy like wait for me and grab her ankle because she's right fucking there. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, so <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Laurel just leaves Alicia behind. Yeah. Uh, they all meet up at the door at the end of this catwalk, and Peter's like, Wallace went in there. He's you know, in he's, there. he's in there. And Peter kicks the door open. Yeah, what and, is this place? Yeah. And they rush in this weird room. Is it an attic? Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be an attic. But the <laughs> last person, Laurel's last person enters. She enters the room. But as she enters, Wallace comes into view standing on a different catwalk mm-hmm. watching them. So, again, he pulls some Batman shit and, like, left from catwalk to catwalk. I don't know how he managed that, but... I- Peter doesn't. I don't know. And how Peter I don't doesn't trust Peter at all. Yeah. Like I, I, these people are following him based on his ability to direct yeah. terrible he, plays. He has really like, no. It's like just because he's the director, he's only in charge when like, in charge when a, a murderer comes out. I, he's like, also he, the most badass. Yeah. Like, no, no. He wears a fucking ascot. He's not that much of a badass. <laughs> <laughs> he wears a red scarf around his neck. Not that badass. Not badass. Um. So. And inside this weird, yeah, it's like a weird attic. It's very dirty. It's like a very A-frame type yeah, roof it's here. it's a small room. Um, very small. Like, it's really like, what would be, maybe, it'd probably be like, I, I would think in a real theater, it'd probably be like um, light storage for like yes. the, where they keep the extra mm-hmm. fernels and lipsoidals and all the yeah. stage lighting. Um, <laughs> There's that word again, lipsoidal. Lipsoidal. <laughs> um, so, but they're not. There's nothing in it except like just busted old boxes and thinking old mattress or I, it's just a I filthy room yeah. who knows um so peter sees the giant owl head sticking out from behind like a uh-huh. pile of boxes he runs up to it going die 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 and so he's just swinging the axe uh. he's chopping hacking into the the chest of this person wearing the all black costume the owl, head. the owl head and uh peter just keeps hacking in Peter finally stops when he's, you know, satisfied Danny's that Wallace like, is dead. that's enough. He's like, they're satisfied Wallace is dead. He stops hacking at the body and tells like, oh, it's finally over. Thank you. It's finally over. <laughs> it's over. Uh, but that's <laughs> when Laurel comes up and points out like his hands are tied. So we see that his, the guy's hands are bound and tied by yep. rope. And Uh-oh. he's like, oh, shit. So Peter removes the owl head and we see that it's Brett. Not Wallace that Peter just mm-hmm. hacked up. Where were you like two minutes ago, Laurel? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Damn it. Uh, so as Danny, Peter, and Laurel, are, they're gathered around Brett's dead body. Um, we see two. Sybil's kind of backing away from the, the three of them. She's mm-hmm. backed up and she's by herself in this corner. And we see two hands come through like the broken floorboards from below. Grab Sybil grab by the her. ankle. Sybil screams and she's pulled down through oh. the wet, rotting floorboard. But she's, she is able to catch herself on the floorboards and, and before she's pulled completely out of sight. Danny rushes over to help her, followed oh, by Peter. This is amazing. Yeah, they, the two of them, oh. they're struggling to pull Sybil back up. And, and, and she's he's like holding Sybil and he's like, Peter, Peter, help me. And Peter's just sitting there watching it happen. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, this is fucking like, fine. This is I'll crazy. come home. <laughs> and then he comes over finally. Yeah, a little, a little too late. And uh, the sound effects here are golden. <laughs> uh, and they, they, you know, it's like when you play, it's like, imagine this if you're, you know, you're 
pulling, playing tug of war with somebody and you're pulling your opponent and the person right. on the other side just lets go of the rope and you go falling backwards. Well, that's what happens that's here. That's what happens. They all go falling backwards and and they because uh, the opposing force points, Sybil lets go. And as Danny falls over, <laughs> he pulls the top <laughs> half of Sybil's body, which has been cut in half now, pulls the top half out of the hole and it lands on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like definitely a fake body that comes up out of the hole oh yeah and plops on top of him but then with the power of editing it's like sybil yeah you like see the body come out but then the close-up you see yeah. like the real person laying on top of him dead. laying on top of him the sound effects of her body ripping supposedly <laughs> yeah. are in, like like it's just like I have a, another issue about this uh, that body ripping your body cutting rip scene a body up. apart yeah I <laughs> well, we're gonna. I'm gonna come to this in okay. a second here. Okay. <laughs> Blind with rage and just, uh, G- Danny's like, "Fuck it!" He jumps down the hole. Just right. blindly jumps down the hole. He takes his belt off. No, he takes a hatchet out of his belt. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, because he, he had the hatchet like, in okay. his belt, like, like a gun sticking out of his that waistband. That makes more sense than him taking his belt off. Yes. I was like, is he going to beat him? <laughs> like, He's going to give him a spanking. <laughs> I'm going to give you a good spanking. I didn't know No, what, he pulls exactly. the hatchet out of his, front, yeah, his yeah, uh, belt. Yeah, he freaks out. Blindly jumps down this hole into the black darkness below. Yeah. Uh, despite Peter's it, attempts to stop him, like, don't do it, don't go. And Peter's like, fuck you and... Down he goes. Again, into water. Yes. This Okay, now I have two things I have to try and remember. So <laughs> what? The wa- Yeah, we, he lands in like a flooded room. And Grant, we see water dripping from the room below that they entered in. Right. We see water dripping through the roof onto like this wood floor, making the boards rotten. And right. So that makes one sense. would say that, okay, it dripped from that floor down into down this into- one. But there's so much. Like, it's flood like he lands not just like a little pub but it's like slot it's like no, at it's least like he, ankle yeah, deep ankle water deep. in this entire room it's like is he's pit in a pool yeah. yeah it's like what again what room would this be in a theater and how neglected is this theater that it would be this flooded and it seems like it, it almost like seems like a basement type room yeah the way that they're alluding to it but they were just in the catwalk yeah they're in the topmost part excuse me of the of building the building they he jumps one floor down right into a flooded room yeah i thought the same thing they act like it's the basement but right. it would it would be no, like the no second way. story yeah and it, the, yeah it makes zero sense the layout of this building and why it's flooded i, I don't get anything um but anyway Dan, is danny is nearly instantly attacked by walls <laughs> like he lands in the water and like a second layer he's like oh, just yeah, a, there it is. he's attacked by walls who is now welding a chainsaw <gasps> Yeah. Danny like freaks like ah! <laughs> he stumbles <laughs> Didn't backward expect that. <laughs> falls to the floor leaving him defenseless against walls who just cuts Danny's torso and stomach with a chainsaw basically cutting him in half killing Danny now That's here's Danny. the other part I'm, oh, I'm I don't want to forget okay so we had a chainsaw and you hear him rev it up and and to kill Danny with it right which is fine but then moments ago, before, we see Sybil who gets cut in half. Yeah. If he cut her in half with the chainsaw, we would have heard the chainsaw, but you don't hear a chainsaw when Not she's killed. You don't you hear, hear anything. You hear weird, slimy, ripping sounds. Yeah, so what is he quiet? Cu- what is he cutting her in half with? And how does he do it that quickly? That's what it, like, the sounds make it sound like he is ripping her apart like it's like she's like you were gonna rip a chicken leg like like yeah. you know but that's yeah i don't or like but if he had the chainsaw okay why spoilers didn't he just, like, here if, if you guys haven't seen deadpool 2 yet spoilers 
Uh, it's like when Juggernaut like rips Deadpool in half or something like that. You know, like you rip a body in half. That's exactly. what it's like, it sounds like. But that's that's. But it's not. What but happened? he had a chainsaw. He, he could have just cut her in which half. Which is what it makes it look like. Eventually, oh, he had a chainsaw, but you never hear the chainsaw. No. He doesn't have like a giant pair of scissors just like cut her with. <laughs> yeah. Like that He's kill is cool as it is. Makes zero her. sense. <laughs> like what happened? Yeah, I don't. I don't exactly. So no, I don't. Anyway, Danny's dead. Killed by chainsaw. All Peter can, and Laurel can do is to basically watch through the hole in the floor of their flashlight as Danny <laughs> just gets shredded by a chainsaw. Uh, Peter's like. Fuck it, I'm out of here. This. He yeah. leaves, heads back down to the stage floor <laughs> to the, go to the main door, followed by Laurel. He crosses <laughs> over Laurel. to the main door and begins to hack at it with the axe. Laurel keeps grabbing on him like, don't leave me, yeah, don't, don't leave, leave me. me. And he's like, like brushing her off. Yeah. Like, Get off of me. And like this, I, uh, this is where it should be. Yeah, okay, yeah, the door here is very heavy. It's metal, it's very metal. thick. And he's trying to chop it with an axe. Um <laughs> After a few swings, we see Wallace come down the stairs that lead from the stage to, yeah. the, to, to the floor, Which holding the roaring chainsaw. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that and that timing actually does make sense. That makes sense like, to me. He was he, behind him. He was yeah. behind, somewhere else. I get that. I have no yeah. problem with that one. Uh, Laurel <laughs> sees this, runs to Peter for protection, but Peter's like, fuck you. Kind of like, fuck you, bitch. He pushes, pushes Laurel her. off of him right into Wallace. He like, yeah. take her. Yeah. Wallace, the what chainsaw blade like grazes Laurel's like collarbone, upper chest yeah, area, kind of cutting her, her open as she's kind of flung to the side and to, down to the floor by Wallace. Wallace backs Peter up, who's begging and pleading with Wallace. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "Don't kill me, just leave me alone. Like, you know, I'll I'll leave you alone. You leave me alone, and you know, bygones be bygones. You know, whatever." He gives this whole speech. He's like, "You leave me alone. Yeah, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> hey, yeah. like it's like a." It's, yeah, it's a valedictorian speech about like why he shouldn't be getting killed right now. Uh, but of course, Wallace isn't having that. So Wallace nope. cuts off Peter's right arm with the chain, does a and, and off his arm. And this is the arm goes. that's holding the axe. Yes, it is. It just goes right off. Right off. And awesome. uh, he's about to go in for the kill when the chainsaw runs out of juice and the chainsaw <laughs> dies. And Wallace is like, he's like, ring, ring, ring. And he's like, ah. And he, so he drops that. Uh, seeing as uh, Peter uses his left arm to try to grab the axe out of his severed right arm, but Yikes. Wallace ha- gets to him first and like pins Peter's foot down. Yeah, picks up the axe and then with one hefty downward swiping swing, oh. Wallace chops Peter's head <laughs> clean off his body. It looks like he kind of just like swings him with a club or something, and his whole like top half of his body just like falls apart like the, from, the, from the shot it's like he hits him and his head and it just looks like everything just like blah, 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 just like crumbles I was like, it does kind of look like that awesome like <laughs> it just breaks it apart <laughs> Meanwhile, the cops outside are completely oblivious to what's going oh on my inside. God. Uh, we go back inside where we go to Alicia who wakes up when a feather right. lands on her forehead. The gentlest of feather wakes her up. She gets up, she climbs back down the ladders to the stage floor where all is dark and quiet and there's right. no signs of Wallace or anybody else. Right. She this makes is the, This is the part that's trying to like that's supposed to build yeah. all of this suspense like lots of her slowly walking with very intense music. music. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, um, dramatic. So she makes her way through the eerily quiet theater mm-hmm. uh, into one of the hallways and this is where she finds a bloody shoe. 
and she continues to make her way down the hallway following this trail of blood, which leads her to a shower room. Uh, yeah. The bloody trail ends in one of the shower stalls, and the, you see the curtains covered in blood. Uh, Alicia <laughs> opens, the, pulls the shower curtain back and finds a nearly dead Laurel, yeah, Laurel is barely out. hanging on to life. Yeah. Uh, Laurel's yeah. chest is like, you can see it's just shredded from that chainsaw yeah. cut. It's it's like chopped. It's just, blah, it's all over the place. Alicia hears a door open and close. <laughs> Alicia asks, like she's, she witnesses now Laurel, the scene that you just described. Yeah. Instead of saying, she just says to her, where is everybody? Like, <laughs> yeah. she's so, she has no emotion. She's just like, uh, where, where is everybody? Where did everybody at? Well, the like, bitch did basically like, kick her off a ladder. That's true. She left her for dead. So she's like, just fuck you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's what you get. Karma's yeah. bitch. Uh, so, um, yeah, so Alicia hides in the shower stall next to Laurel, right. one Laurel's in, and, right. and closes the shower curtain. Wallace enters the room, walks up to Laurel, he picks her up, and like he's hugging her almost, and then he slowly <laughs> slides his knife yeah. into her stomach, and then slowly starts like ripping the blade upward through her torso. It's pretty, it's kind of gruesome looking. It is a little gruesome. Laurel dies looking like locking eyes oh, with yeah. Alicia. They're looking at They're each looking other. They're looking at each other. That and, is serious. That's, that is a little dramatic. I yeah, like that. That's pretty intense. Yeah. And all Alicia can do is just stand there and hope that she doesn't get discovered. So Wallace drags Laurel's body away, having never seen Alicia hiding right nearby. She is one lucky chick. Yeah, she's very Aww. lucky. We jump back to uh, Alicia now, slowly making her way back yeah. through the theater and to Willie's office to look for that key. Um, as she rummages through the desk drawers, she finds a fucking handgun. Uh-huh. Again, no fucking clue why a janitor slash maintenance man would have a gun in his desk drawer in a theater. He rides a bike. Yes, too. he does. He, he rides even, a bike. Like, every time we see him, he's like working on his bike or going to ride his bike. It's like, what? Are you packing while you ride? I don't, I, I don't even know. And again, these scenes too of her finding the gun, walking around slowly. I'm gonna admit right now that um, it put me to sleep twice. Oh, like I fell asleep at this point. Yeah, I, I can get, I can understand that two times because it's like this again, this really intense kind of repetitive music, trying to make everything very, very. Uh, this crazy, but she's just walking around, and they could have cut some of that out, and it, it would have been a little yeah. Bit this faster. movie has a weird, um, I guess what's like story arc, or like, like a lot of horror movies. Yeah. You know, we see either are way too much slow, time, slow, 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 and then a big like exactly frantic, uh, chaotic like tw- last 20, 30 minutes right. where everything and everybody happens, dies, and or it's, crazy. it's more a little more you know evenly spaced out throughout the entire thing. This movie is like. It's up and down. It's like we have the beginning, uh, and then you ha- you know I have the first go with Betty, and then it kind of dies down a little yeah. bit, and then it goes up and he, where everybody's Everybody dying, dies. kill, 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 yeah. kill, and then it comes back down, and just you get this long period where of just Alicia walking, walking around, around with nothing happening. Like you're trying to build up like the suspense again after this one, like. Instead I know it's just, like trying to bring down. You're on this high. Oh my god! So exactly. much happened. So many people dying. Now it's just like. Ugh. Ugh, they the adrenaline rush just wears off now. The pace was killing me because again, the last kill we see is Peter get his like body just <laughs> like he just gets hit and his head flies off and it's so great. And then all of a sudden you get this like weird walking around and 
boring cat and mouse game. That yeah, I, exactly. I mean, like, I and they're, get they're trying to again build suspense up, but it's so they it's didn't such need an to odd do that. choice. Yeah, yeah they didn't it, need to take that much time. I don't it think. really kills the flow. Like, it's really a yeah. weird. I, yeah. I don't. I can't really think of any other horror movies that are like that. This this uh-uh. flow, you know, yeah. for lack of a better word. And I don't want to compare it to the other stage fright, but the other stage fright, you got one kill and then you didn't have any kills for a long time. Yeah. You had all this comedy and all this other craziness. But then once it got real, that was real. I yeah. mean, like you had meatloaf and craziness and just intense. And yeah. Once and the it, kills finally started up yeah. again, it was just a go up, 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 up to great. And so, build. yeah, once we got to this place, it was like, oh, and then these weird. Yeah. So I, this was hard. I can this understand. I can, yeah. It, it's just the, one of the more like it gets really boring yeah. at, at this point. It's very slow. Um, so Super anyway, she finds forward. this gun, which I still can't believe he has. Um, and she also finds like two keychains filled with key, like your janitor keychain, <laughs> yeah. just like dozens of keys filled on his keychain. Um, so Alicia slowly and quietly begins to work her way through the various keys, trying to find the right one. Cause she's at, okay, she makes it back to the front door and she's going okay, like try, try on air. She find the right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She's try doing trial and error, trying to find the right key. Yeah. Um, and as she struggles with the keys, we see Wallace walking around backstage. Um, Alicia, we see her kind of slide down the wall to the floor, like kind of seeming like giving up hope, kind of like, ugh, you know, it's whatever. I'm, I, I'll never find the yeah. key. Um, and that's when Wallace enters the space. Mm-hmm. He's turning on the lights and the tape player, which again, blares out some more loud music. <laughs> However, he doesn't see, like music. he does not see Alicia sitting there up against the wall. Mm-hmm. How could he? He has no peripheral exactly. vision in that <laughs> damn head. <laughs> he can't see anything. She's so lucky. She should just stay there. She should just hide there. Never move. I'm just saying, just don't move. He's got to leave eventually. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, just hide. He's got to leave eventually. He can't see you. (laughs) He's got that fucking head on. Um, So Alicia slowly stands up and kind of shuffles to the side. She's in the shadow. And while she watches Wallace climb up the stairs onto the stage where he has set up all the dead bodies. Yeah. Lucifer the cat comes comes out from underneath the couch on the stage and <laughs> begins to eat cat. the entrails that are hanging out <laughs> of Sybil's torso. I did like that. Meanwhile, Wallace is like touching up the bodies. He like putting his fist, he smears blood on Sybil's cheeks and then shoves a handful of feathers down oh, Laurel's yeah. mouth. He's Where all these feathers come from, I have no clue. I know. So are the feathers supposed to be part of like the original play? Maybe, but they just they, like, they you just never see them until now. Yeah, it's they like just a, appear. It's like a feather machine, almost like a snow machine. Yeah, it really just feathers just start appearing now. I, I have to say that I personally um enjoy the killer's art. Uh, especially yeah. <laughs> especially some of like the dead bodies and things that we see. I, I think I enjoyed it more than the real musical. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, I mean, he's walking around the stage. He just kind of put on, yeah, he goes, uh, and this way, <laughs> I love, like a motherfucking Bond villain, <laughs> Wallace, he sits in this chair, this retro center stage, holding the cat in his lap, <laughs> and like he Dr. just Evil. sits, and okay, first of all, before I get that, the cat, um, Oh, I skipped this part. Okay. After he shoves feathers in Laurel's mouth, he, he finishes up the touches. He, he hits the mannequin head off of oh, the body yeah. with his axe like it's a fucking T-ball. Yeah. Just clump. Boom. And then he takes Peter's severed head, yeah. sticks it on the mannequin's body backwards. <laughs> he holds it up like it's like... Like a trophy. I don't... Yeah. Ah. And then 
slams on the mannequin's you know body. I enjoyed that. And that's when we see Lucifer the cat come walking through the stage. He br- the cat's body brushes up against this power cord, which causes which apparently is enough to just enough movement to turn on the large industrial fan that's off stage mm-hmm. and it starts blowing feathers all over the stage. Convenient. And this is where so he looks like a Bond villain. He sits in the military. He picks up the cat. He sits down in the chair. He has the cat on his lap as his white feathers just kind of fall and flutter and fill the oh, stage yeah. around him. Oh, yeah. It is quite the visual scene here. <laughs> he is a true artist. Yeah, he really Maybe is. he should have directed this play. Yeah. I don't know. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> now this is kind of bullshit too. This is kind of... Alicia spots the master key sticking uh-huh. out of the floorboards Right in front of Wallace. From across the room. Who, like across well the room. Across yeah. this huge space. Who, by the way, there's like a dead body blocking the two. I, I just... Uh, and Wallace is just sitting there in this chair petting the cat. But like, there's no way she would see this key. And once she sees the key, how many cuts do they actually have to do between her face, the killer's face, and the key? key. Yeah. And her face... And the killer's face, and then the key again. I mean, oh, like yeah. six or seven times. Yeah, it goes I feel on. Like it just. So we get it. Alicia <laughs> slowly key. and very quietly sneaks up to the uh, side <laughs> of the stage because the side is like yeah. open, and it's where she can like, kind of like hunched over, kind of walk underneath the stage. Yeah, There's a cross under space it. underneath there. Um, so she does that. She goes under stage and she finds the key stuck between the floorboards. Like I said, mm-hmm. however, the key is wedged in there so tightly she can't get it to move. So she finds a nail on the ground and she uses that to kind of help wiggle the key free. Yeah, jiggle the key. But this takes time and draws the attention of the cat, (laughs) which begins to meow and jumps down from Wallace's lap and walks up to the key as it's starting to move and shift around. The music comes to a halt. Lucifer goes, meow, and kind of jumps back. (laughs) And the key falls loose. Which clank, you know, falls to the ground, making a metallic clanging, echoing sound mm-hmm. throughout the theater. And we cut to, and we see Wallace's eyes start darting back darting and forth, around, looking yeah. around underneath the owl mask. Which that kind of looked creepy. I will yeah. say the close up. We are making fun of the mask, but the close ups on the mask. Yeah, I mean, the, very close, but yeah, but, but when, exactly. But, but when you see how small those eye holes are, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way you would see. <laughs> um, so anyway, Wallace stands up, picks up the cat again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Alice grabs the key and slowly makes her way back to the you know uh, the side opening of the stage. Yeah, it's like she's backing out from under this crawl. Which space. Well, I don't know why you would back yeah, out. You would move faster and just and go. go yeah. yeah. So, anyway, she emerges from on her stage, and wham! She gets grabbed by Wallace, who mm-hmm. has her by the neck. Alice raises the gun up to Wallace's face, pulls the trigger, but all she gets is a clicking Click, sound. Of course. So, backup plan, she stabs him in the eye with the nail. <laughs> and is Which, able, that works. That works, yeah. yeah. And she's able to get free, run to the front door. Now, the way she runs <laughs> to this door so is fucking retarded. Because she, I have never seen anybody run this way. She runs with one arm completely stretched extended. out in front, completely extended out from her, holding the key in her hand. It's so odd. It's downright funny looking. Does the key appear bigger when she's it's doing that? It's a bigger fake it key. It feels just like a big comical key that she has in her hand when she's running. Like it could like be. A cartoon. It, it may have been, but it's so weird because. If you all think that running that way would actually slow you down. I know. You would I run know. slower that way. <laughs> but. Like she's going 
to just be able to like run up and slip slide, it in. Slide right in. Yeah, like that's not going to happen. She just used like <laughs> 10 keys trying to open that door. Like it's not going to happen. Wallace grabs the axe, stalks after Alice who's struggling with trying to get the key to work yeah. in the door. Wallace closes the gap, raises the axe, swings at Alicia, who dodges out of the way at the last possible second. She's quick. And runs away as the axe chops into the metal door. <laughs> and now we get even more like cat and mouse sequence here. Uh, the two of them, long story short, they end up back on top of the catwalks. Oh, God. Why does she go towards the catwalk? Why do you go? Yeah. Why do you, you go to the one place where you're like, bare, yeah, you're trapped. Exactly. Because they're dumb. They um, know what they do in these movies. <laughs> Wallace corners her on the catwalk. Yep. And he's about to kill her when Alicia gra- uh, gets her hands on a fire extinguisher uh-huh. and sprays it in Wallace's face. <laughs> this causes him to drop the axe and stumble backwards. Uh-huh. Now. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. I don't know. You made me not. I, I understand. Good on them for having a fire extinguisher. Uh-huh. But having it way up in the rafters, the catwalk, when the fire's burning, the barrels <laughs> are down below, is fire. kind of a backwards plant okay i can see where they need one in the catwalk too yeah. a lot of times you have to have multiple yeah there's heat sources fire. up there electrical yeah, yeah i get extinguishers. it extinguishers this fire extinguisher however looked very fake it did look it very did fake. Not, it looked like it was made of rubber yeah it did not look real <laughs> yeah the axe is real but the fire extinguisher is rubber yeah is not so um as he like i said he stumbles back with drops the axe as right. he does this the guardrails of this rickety theater break and Wallace falls off Where the catwalk. Where is OSHA, damn it? What is <laughs> uh, but he's able to catch himself, uh, <laughs> but this leaves him dangling high above the theater floor. He tries to pull himself back up, but seeing this, Alicia starts smashing his right. fingers with the fire extinguisher. With the fake rubber. It's yeah. so fake looking too. It is. Like, it's oh God, her, her. It might uh, just have the word acne on it. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Wallace loses his grip, starts to fall. But again, he's able to oh. catch himself on a power cable, but the weight of his body causes the plug to come undone. Come mm-hmm. And he starts free, Wallace again starts free falling. And for a third time, he gets saved mm-hmm. as a cable gets stuck between some piping. So this allows, he's basically dangling from a thick power cable above uh-huh. the stage floor, uh-huh. which I will say is a rather, and then he starts climbing the cable like, a rope like a gym class he should be on american ninja warrior yes i just this he, is so impressive he is climbing ropes he's holding on to a scaffold or like a some serious arm strength seriously like, strength. he uh, ripped sybil in half yeah man it's so it, it's impressive because <laughs> i mean i remember when like uh, in basic training, like, we, you know, the rope we had. That's uh, so hard. It's hard. Like, I have I, never been able to do that. I'd, before the army, I could never climb rope. I, yeah. I'll admit, I could never do it. And it took me a while to get get that down the army. It, it's hard. It is not yeah. easy. And he's not even using his feet like we do. No. Like, he's just, he's throw, just he's scaling just pull, it. Doop, doop, straight doop, arms. Doop. Just pure arms. Um, so anyway, he, he just allows him to climb back up. Um, but at this point, before he starts climbing, 
we can see that Wallace is only about maybe 10 feet above the floor yeah. at best. It's not that. So I would think it would have been easier just to drop to the floor and climb back up the ladders than, than yeah. climb up and use up that strength to climb up the cable. He's strong, not smart. I, I guess. <laughs> brains. Yeah, he's brawn, not brains. But I don't know. But it just, yeah, it, it just seemed like he's, it, the fall looks a lot less impressive when you see him like, Oh, he's uh-huh. running like five really feet off. He's really right the there. He's he right there. He can just drop. He's fine. Yeah. So, seeing Wallace climbing back up the cable, Alicia grabs the axe and begins mm-hmm. to start and begins chopping at the thick power cable, trying to cut it. She, however, is not very strong. She is not. <laughs> uh, while she chops, we see her precious gold watch, which she mentions earlier in the oh movie. Oh my god! The whole movie, she's talking about this watch. I really, she, I just heard her mention. It was brought up one time. I remember before she obsesses this. about it with Betty. Yes, they talk about the watch, and then she drops the watch. She keeps talking about how she almost loses the watch. She talks about it like three times. I must like have missed that. I know she talked about the one time with watch. Betty. I remember that. Yeah. But anyway, so this precious so she, gold watch, we see it. It goes flying off of her wrist. We see that. Uh, Wallace continues to climb up the cable right. and he's just about in arm's reach of Alicia when she finally is able to chop through the cable. The cable snaps. Wallace free falls. This time, nothing saves him as he plummets to the floor, crashing through a wooden That's table it. below, which seems to kill him. Yeah. Alicia climbs back down to the stage floor where she walks through a cloud of white feathers that's still being blown around in the wind <laughs> by the fan. Which, how many feathers are, the fact I that they're still don't. blowing after all this time, there would be so many feathers. Oh my god. I don't even have any words. I don't even, it's, I don't even know. The feather budget is through the roof on this movie. <laughs> uh, so. So much goose down. <laughs> she walks by Wallace's dead body, but Wallace pops up, grabs her by the ankle. Right. Alicia screams and just, luckily for her, to right by one of these things, she knocks over one of the flaming brazers. Um, Again, another part in my notes where I say having fire on the set yeah. is not safe. It, I, it's yeah. just—it's really just—it's really not. No. Um, <laughs> and so she knocks this fiery brazier on top of Wallace, who right. instantly just goes up in flames. He's full body burn. We, a screaming wall. He screams. He jumps is, to his feet. Is he screaming? Because the sounds of this guy screaming yeah, are well, hilarious. He's like, ooh. You're right. They're so weird. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But uh, yeah. Uh, he is wearing an owl mask. He is I mean, wearing an owl mask. He could be muffling him. Um, he stumbles up onto the stage where he collapses dead on fire at the feet of all of his victims. Right. Alicia uses the key, opens the front door, runs out up to the cop car, bangs on the window where the two cops are just are they, like, surprisingly napping? still are they alive. Doing? Yeah, they're yeah. just sitting there, surprisingly still alive, these cops. Uh, now we cut to Alicia in the back of a cop car as dozens of reporters surround the car and bombard her with questions. Oh my God, they're terrible. Um, Alicia watches as all the bodies are wheeled out on gurneys by EMTs. Yeah, and I think a few of them are bodies. carried out in plastic bags because they're chopped up. <laughs> Usually somebody carrying like a big plastic bag. Out. So it's either got to be Sybil's body, upper half, or like Peter's Maybe head and Peter's arm. Peter's arm. <laughs> Uh, but they're just like, oh, you want a recap of this? Let's yeah. just, we're just going to bring this right by you. Right like, by you. Um, anyway, eventually the, the cop car drives off her in it. And we cut to a hospital where we probably the one right down the road again. I know. <laughs> is this a, a psychiatric psych- one? Like, is this a psychiatric hospital that she's at? Because they just kind of Now it would make sense for her to go there. Exactly. Um, but again, they just let her leave. Yeah, she, like, 
that she's just sitting there like in a waiting room area and uh, a nurse comes up to her and he's like you want us to call your cab so you can go home you know you got some new clothes do you want clothes? us to call somebody she's, she's like oh that'd be like, nice oh, but then she, yeah. but here's where she realizes that her watch is gone oh yeah so we cut to her getting out of a cab outside the theater just as Willie rides his bike up uh, Alicia begs <laughs> Willie to let her in so she can look for her watch why is a, Willie or anyone allowed yes. on the crime scene. Thank you. This is a major... Nobody would be allowed in there. No. Nobody would be going there no. to work that day. It would be shut down, locked down tight with they yeah, crime scene. They wouldn't let them stay in the first place. Like, that is a huge problem I have. Like, yeah. the fact that they're like, we'll just take two of our officers and park them outside <laughs> so that you can, like, continue your fucking rehearsal after <laughs> some chick is killed in the parking lot. Like, this would... No. Yeah, it would not happen. <laughs> but, of course, yeah. But here, Willie's like, you know what? I'm going to let you in. That's because she's like, here, let me touch your beard. And I'm like, oh, Willie, I love Which, you. And at this like, point, it made me stop and realize, if it wasn't for fucking Willie, none of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. Of course. None. Willie's the real villain here. Oh, damn it, Willie. It's all Willie's fault. <laughs> Poor token black guy. Always gets the <laughs> shaft in the movie. Like, what? Hey, he doesn't get killed, but it's all his fault. That's true. <laughs> and he's so nonchalant about all of it. He's just like. Yeah, it makes him like he's like kind of slow. He's like, all right. All right. It's there, there's like, something not all there. No, because he acts like it's almost like they fumigated the building. Yeah. Not like people were just <laughs> murdered. brutally murdered there. He's just like, well, it's I'm, a crime not, scene. I'm not supposed to let you in. Yeah. Like, You're not supposed to go in. <laughs> um, so inside, they get uh, Willie starts reading Alicia the newspaper article newspaper. about the killings that, that happened right. last night. It, it says that eight bodies were found horribly mutilated. Willie also tells her that the gun she found wasn't empty, but rather she just forgot to take the safety off, which is fucking bullshit. That gun was empty <laughs> because the whole point of a safety is that it wouldn't allow you to pull the trigger exactly. in the first place. Exactly. And Alicia clearly pulls the trigger, getting the clicky noise, which means the gun was empty. But if the safety was on, it wouldn't have her to click at all. It just wouldn't have been able to pull the trigger in the first place. Do now again, I was very sleepy, so I'm confused. But did we see her load the gun when she got it out? No, of she it? just took. She just took. She it. was just taking it. I see. Okay. We okay, haven't that, uh, then that. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, she just yeah, takes it. So she never no does sense. it. That makes so, no sense. Anyway, she, now she starts having flashbacks of all the bodies that are being you know propped up on the stage. Yeah, Willie's still rambling stage. on about the gun uh, in the background. He also says that she forgot to put a bullet in the chamber. So, again, which is it? Is it the safety or was the chamber empty? Make okay, up your fucking you. mind. Okay, Because based you. on what we saw, it was an empty chamber yeah. is the more likely scenario. But you can't have both. Right. <laughs> it's one or the other. And he makes a big deal out of it. He will not shut he, up about From it. here He's to the like, end of the movie, the he ran. That gun would have shot itself. It's a cannon. It's I, a cannon. I would have shot him right between the eyes, Miss Daisy. I surely would. I like, surely would. I mean, it's. That safety's he, off. Yeah, he, does, he ran with on from, for the rest of the movie. Uh, Alicia finds her watching a pile of feathers. And she would go back into that fucking house of horrors for No, a yeah, again, that thing's going to be there when this is all over. It's been less than 24 hours. She yeah. watched everyone get brutal. I mean, I what? Again, if it's what? a crime scene, it's going to be there. Yeah, no. She'll get it back. That ain't going anywhere. Go home. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is when she looks, she finds the watch. She looks up for Willie. Willie's gone. Uh, and then she hears a thudding noise from somewhere and she starts having more flashbacks while we hear Willie in voiceover repeating basically what he just said just that, said, about the, yeah. the dead, the eight bodies. Yeah, that's important. He said they found eight mutilated bodies. Yeah, it's so important they have to say it twice within like 
a minute. Right. Uh, Alicia realizes now that something <laughs> is off about this, she, and she starts counting all the people who died and realizes realizes that there should be nine dead bodies, not eight, not eight. and that Wallace's body was not part of that count. Uh, the camera pans around, and we see... Which would make her the suspect. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. Mass murder. Everybody, she's... <laughs> That's twice now she should be the main suspect. She should be behind lock and key, man. She would not be Police released. Police are not doing their job. Dave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love, I can't believe I didn't think about that. Good on you, Sarah. Oh. That's so true that she would be the prime suspect Immediately in this. when she's like going through this and she's like flashing to each person. Yeah. Peter, Danny, Corinne. I was like, that's only eight. That's. That's only AP. Shit. <laughs> then there's no killer. Like, yeah. What? Okay, sorry. So the camera pans around and we see a lightly burnt Wallace standing behind her. Without the owl head. Without the owl head now. It burnt off. But again, surpri- he looks surprisingly he looks good. pretty good. For a man who was fully engulfed in flames from he head to toe. stabbed in the eye. He, yeah, his eyes, no damage to his eyes either, the by the catwalk. way. He fell from the catwalk. Yeah, he fell from the catwalk. No broken bones. <laughs> no broken bones. And then he was set on fire. Set on fire. He got the true Joan of Arc treatment he and just, <laughs> just fucking, and he's fine. Arr! I'm alive. I'm okay. So he raises the axe. He's about to kill Alicia when bang, a gunshot is heard. Alicia screams. As she spins around, she falls to the floor just in time to see Wallace yep. fall over dead, having been shot right between the right eyes. between the eyes. As she falls, the watch flies out of her hand and breaks when it hits the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? Now it breaks when it falls maybe five feet. But when it gets flung off the fucking catwalk and, and flung, like, falls maybe a good 30 feet or more, Oh, it doesn't break see, then? I thought the axe fell out of his hand when he got shot and the axe fell handle fell on it and that's what happened i don't think so i i thought she just it just went out of her hand and it hit the floor i could be wrong maybe maybe what you did is right maybe i missed something really briefly but from my point of view it was just she fell (laughs) washing grip on the watch and it hit the floor and broke well because i wrote down he didn't get her but he got her watch so that's like just as bad i mean obviously maybe you're right more important than maybe you're right if i in my i hope for the movie's sake that you're what you said it was right, not I mine. I think that's what happened. I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> so Willie rushes over to Alicia where he begins rambling like a fucking crazy person. I did it. Just repeating over and over again that, I got him. I got him right between the eyes. Right between Just the like eyes. I said. Right between the eyes. Just like I said. Right between the eyes. Just like I said it would. <laughs> right between the eyes. He does that like nonstop for like five I minutes. He's got to be slow. Or, or yeah, there's so something wrong. Willie, terrible. he says this over and over again. Alicia gathers up the pieces of her broken watch, walks out of the theater. She looks so much more upset about that damn what? watch breaking than, than everybody she does dying. about anything that happens. Yeah, happened. she shows more emotion to a broken watch than her <laughs> castmates or friends being murdered. She comes up. <laughs> let me recap. She walks up. To a shower where a girl is split open and she's like, blank face. Where is everybody? What's going on? But then her watch breaks and she's like, oh. She's a great actress. Oh, yeah. She's- Real great. That's why she's the hook. I guess the hooker. The hooker. Corinne had to be lead. She was probably just an extra, a glorified extra she who gets killed look. off. I just don't know. Uh, we get- <laughs> <laughs> We get a close up of Wallace's face. Which he Wallace then turns his head slightly, just slightly, to look into the camera, and he gives a very, very subtle smile to the mm-hmm. camera, 
Cut to Marilyn Monroe oh, playing the yes. saxophone on the rooftop again. <laughs> Freeze frame on saxophone playing Marilyn. Roll credits. <laughs> See, this, this movie. That is stage fright. <laughs> this movie played with my emotions because it ended so dumb. And then, but then they're like, oh, but here's your favorite scene again. And I was like, oh, it's sax lady. I love, oh, I love The this weirdest movie. thing to go back to, they go back to Marilyn Monroe playing saxophone. It's such a minor thing seeing this movie, but they bring it back as the, as the closing is what they end with and they freeze frame on that so, not Wallace's smiling face no. or or Alicia walking away nope. Marilyn Monroe on a rooftop playing saxophone <laughs> not even Peter's like severed head yeah. yeah yeah they played with me this movie so that's uh that's stage right let's go on to favorite kills don't act like you didn't love it favorite kill all right there's a decent number of kills from this movie yeah. um What's your favorite kill this week, Sarah? Okay, so this is where this throws me off that Aaron wasn't here. Because sometimes like sometimes I'll have a favorite kill in mind. And then in talking with you and Aaron, it will sometimes change my mind. Or right. Make that me happens to me too, yeah. A little bit it better. Happens. So, like, one of my favorite kills... Oh, God, this is... Originally, when I watched it, I thought, okay, Corinne is my favorite kill. Because... It wasn't like the strongest kill, but it was like a good setup. It was a lot of editing. It was kind of drawn out. It was so dramatic. And then he kills her. And then she, uh, she's like the first real kill in the theater to, yeah. that introduces the killer really. Like the first time you see the killer. Yeah. The actual yeah, killer yeah. killing. Yeah. So I'm yep. like, okay, this is cool. I like it. The thing I liked the most about it was how everyone treated her. You know, okay, so they're shaking her. So I was like, this is my favorite kill. I wrote a paragraph on this, a a whole paragraph. I was like, this is my favorite kill. I love this. Like the comedy behind shaking this bitch. I'm like, don't die. Give me the key. I like the fact that he just basically does like the mic drop and walks off stage. (laughs) He just turns, looks at everybody like, what's up? And walks away. Yeah, get like the whole, I gotta go to, I gotta go to the bathroom and I'll, I'm gonna come right back for you guys. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Stay there. Just, but okay, so I, but in rewatching the movie, because I had to watch it a couple times, because again, I got sleepy time when it got all slow. Right. Um, I, I have to say, Peter is actually my 100% favorite kill, and I'm not gonna go on about it. It's just the fact that the, <laughs> he, like, it's so dramatic. He gives, he's an asshole. He gives this speech. He thinks he's gonna live. The guy just chops off his arm like Monty Python. <laughs> the Black Knight, <laughs> The yeah. Black Knight. And then... And then he just knocks his head like he's playing golf. And it's like his whole head just like falls apart on the floor. I was like, nope, that's my favorite kill right there. I uh, That guy's an asshole. That's it. I kind of like Peter. I, I, I Not so much he's as a so dramatic. character. Yeah, yeah, but I also like just the, the acting the isn't the acting isn't all that great in this movie, but it's not horrendous. But no. I think Peter was yeah. by far the most entertaining person to watch. I agree with that's that. That's what I, I I'll agree. say. That. He was very entertaining. Um my favorite kill, man. I'm I this was a tough yeah. one. It was um I like Betty in the pickaxe the pickaxe in the face and the way <laughs> yeah, the and because the way the body falls. Corinne just because of the ending of like I said the the drop the mic walk away. <laughs> and then but Sybil is just this the cut oh, in half I know. is so uh um and he just pulls her up and she's yeah. just like by the arms and it's just like this fake I, body. Go, I think I'm going to go I'm going to go Sybil yeah. because I think especially at the time when this movie was released that 
effect that you know of, of them pointing her and just seeing the body half her body come up yeah. was probably a pretty good scare or, or, or sort of like oh my gosh for the audience at yeah. that time um and i think you know it's pretty cool I and mean, she screamed i just wish there was a little more like maybe you heard the chainsaw but but i guess that would give it away what's happening about to happen when you see the body come up I really, but i'm still going i think i'm still gonna go with silver because it's yeah. just the overall the look of it plus it was like it was one of those kills where i mean again wasn't that that was the kill after fiori there was sybil no 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 i'm sorry mark, there is, was, that, mark is the drill after ferrari okay yeah so she was like four in but this one was like i feel like it was the most grat like it was mark like was a good kill a, too man the drill yeah. bit through they're actually some pretty solid kills in, in this movie yeah they weren't bad they weren't no. they weren't bad but uh all right i gotta move we gotta move yeah, on for that so on. uh let's move on to the odds and ends not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, uh, starting with our ratings, like we always do, IMDb gives it a 6.8 out of 10. Mm. Uh, one of our higher rated movies on this one. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, no thermometer score at all. It's not on the site, Weird. but it has a 60% audience score, which also makes it one of the higher wow. uh, rated movies um, that we've done. And Amazon gives it a 4 out of 5. So, Review wise, very pretty solid. Yeah. yeah, I looked some of those up. Yeah. Um, Placky words. There's nothing. In, there were, but there's really nothing interesting worth repeating. So I skipped it. Panties. No, I, I don't think panties was in it. Which should have been, but it was Corinne. not. Yeah. Corinne. Sybil, Sybil walks around in her damn underwear the whole time. <laughs> yeah. She couldn't put pants on. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, and if you're being chased by Miller, you're, you have access to plenty of clothes right oh there. I would like. God. You know what? I'm gonna put something a little more moving frame. I'm get these heels off me. Put yeah. some sneakers on. That is another put some thing. Pants she on. runs around in heels. <laughs> And at that a point, garter, just go like barefoot, and you know, yeah, take fuck the fucking it. heels off. <laughs> You're climbing up ladders and scaffolding and catwalks in heels. Yeah, come on, panty people. Um, anyway, trivia. There's actually a decent amount of trivia for this, so I'm going to try to rush through this as quickly as sure. I possible because we're uh, getting running long here. Uh, the original title of this movie. This movie had so many titles. Uh-huh. It was originally called Deliria, and it's also known under the title as Bloody Bird, which I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Soundstage Massacre. Stage fright Aquarius, which is actually Aquarius. what you see in yeah. the, in this movie, and also just simply Aquarius, Aquarius. too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of titles for this movie, and a lot of different um, uh, art, a lot of different like poster art, poster art. Yeah. yeah. Um, during a screening of this movie at the uh, Fantasia Film Festival, fans threw white feathers at from the theater balcony <laughs> which showered down onto the audience and homage to the, the you know in the movie Amazing. uh the director cameos as the young cop who staked out in the patrol car outside the theater the one that thinks he looks like james dean yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> um the scene where brett bowser from the mirror to reveal wall standing directly behind him is an homage to D- dario argento's film tenebri mm-hmm. which was in 1982 uh which Michelle Silvari, Silvari, who directed this, was an yeah. assistant director on. Oh. Uh, co-writer Sheila Goldberg plays the nurse that tries to turn Betty and Alicia away into psych ward. Oh, nice. The loud classical music that Wallace blasts <laughs> over the theater system is from Sergei M. Eisenstein's film Battleship Pot- uh, Potemkin from 1925. Mm. Uh, dr- the director said that the ending of the movie... Where Irving Wallace smiles at the camera after being shot in the head is a quirky wink at the slasher film convention of the killer not of never really being dead. Um, and last one, uh, before his death in 1999, Joe D'Amato was playing playing to remake Stage Fright. Oh, um, again? As Willie, Sh- I think it was going to be titled Willie Shock's Treatment or something, Willie Shock Treatment. The film was to take place in a TV station, which was reopening where... 
reopening where years earlier a TV host uh. called Willie Shocks had killed his wife, who he had found having an affair. Years passed, and the TV station reopens for the murderers to start again. The killer would have worn a costume made out of light bulbs instead of an owl mask. That's in stage fright. Uh, uh, another idea Joe D'Amato had was set aboard that. a cruise ship heading for Barcelona. The killer was going to be a mad violinist. And thank God none of those <laughs> happened. You know what? Fuck it. I would love to see those, actually. Make those happen because I need. we need movies. for the, They would be on the show in a heartbeat. A killer dressed in a suit made of light bulbs? How what fucking it? noisy would that be? Just <laughs> clink, 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 clink. He's coming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. That's all for trivia. What if his batteries ran out? Yeah, like, like, how would that effective would that be? That's <laughs> Like the worst character And there's something ever. like, like a dress like Lady Gaga or Katy Perry would wear I know, someday. that's like a crazy pop music video. Like. <laughs> All right. With that, we do get to play the budget game this oh. week. It's now time to play everyone's favorite game. Guess the budget. All right, Sarah, what do you guess is the budget for the 1987 Stage Fright? Okay, I got really excited about playing the budget game because I'm really terrible at this game, but I really thought very hard. Okay. I think this budget is honestly super high. Super high. I don't, well, I mean, in 1980s. In, okay, I'm trying 90, to, in 87 money, 1987 money. I'm trying to think about, the, because other movies, I typically am on other 80, 80s movies yes. like this with you guys. And they have always shocked me. I, I like wanted to say because of all of the editing and camera work and then so many people in this movie I want to say I'm just I'm gonna say one million dollars which seems insane <laughs> to me but I feel like I don't know I don't know I feel like it's one of those things that's gonna be right. more than I think one million dollars is million, your guess it's my final answer the budget it. for stage fright 1987. One million dollars! Did you fucking cheat? No. <laughs> Did you look at something? No. <laughs> In fact, I didn't at all because no, I didn't have time really to look up well, any stuff. I congratulations, <laughs> you got right on the night. You win both showcases. Damn it! I wish Aaron was here so much so I could <laughs> rub it in his rub face. It in his face. <laughs> Not that I would do that. I wish Aaron. I'm, I'm trying to guess if Aaron would have gone way too high, or way too low on this one. I wanted to say something stupid. I think he might have gone low. I think he, I think he could have gone low on this one. I wanted to go low. Like, I wanted to go, like, at least 500000 or something like that. Aaron, but I, I was just like... I guess that's where Aaron would have come I in. just felt like or this movie with the music and the... I just felt like they overspent it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> congratulations. You nailed it on the head. Damn it. I get um, two tickets to... The night owl or whatever yeah. it's called. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, five-star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five-star reviews. All right, five-star reviews. Uh, 28% of the reviews were five-star. Wow. 45% of the reviews were four-star. And uh. only 5% were one-star. Wow. So again, a lot of good reviews for this movie. Um, from TDSL, you should buy this right now. Place your order immediately. Then wait. Wait. When it arrives, watch it. You're so very welcome. Five stars. I love that review. <laughs> that review. <laughs> this review is basically explain, reviewing the ordering process when you order anything, anything from, anywhere. from anywhere. 
Order it. Wait for it. When it gets to you, use it. Watch it. That was more dramatic than this movie. I liked it. All right. Um, look, I, only wrote, I wrote down two. This last one's long, but it's it's, it's kind of great, okay. if I remember correctly. It's been a while. All right. It's from Bindi Sue Frankenstein. Not Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Oh. Unlike most such films, stage fright begins with what looks like a murder, but is something else. Something featuring modern dancers and a guy in an owl mask. And oh yes, God. this owl can dance. Yeah. Then we meet the insufferable director of this musical, a musical with a rape scene featuring an upside down woman in a blue mattress bag, no cool. less. Next, the annoying actors are introduced. Within seconds, we know we're in for a stomping good time. Uh, seconds after this revolution, revelation, sorry, we're wondering when these people will start being killed. The scene switches to a mental hospital where two actresses just happen to stop in. We are quickly introduced to a patient named Irving Wallace who is evil. And he has his own 80s MTV posher metal theme music. Oh, no. A string of events are thrown together leading to Wallace killing someone and slipping into the theater where the actors are rehearsing their gloriously awful musical. And yes, thanks to the idiot director, they're all locked in together. Soon, an owl-masked phantom is stalking his prey. And yes, he's in the play. Real murder on stage. Now that's art. Stage fright could be the most awesome slasher ever, ever filmed. Need proof? How does death by drill press sound? Hmm, not good enough. How about a sting lookalike? No. Well, how about not Sting's girlfriend cut in half grab you? I thought <laughs> not so. Sting. <laughs> and not Sting gets an intestinal cleansing by chainsaw. And that's not all. This all leads up to the mono mono finale with Alicia versus the fine feathered fiend. It could be the longest finale ever filmed, complete yeah. with cadaver and mannequin weirdness, a never-ending feather storm, a noisy feline named Lucifer, the catwalk showdown, and the burning owl man howl. Let's scream it together now. All this while insanely expensive soundtracks boom excessively and obviously cops, oblivious cops sit right outside in the world's biggest, uh, world's biggest deluge. Questions you'll ask after watching this masterpiece. One, why don't they make this movie? Why don't they make movies like this anymore? And two, where the hell did all those feathers come from? Three, why didn't the real Marilyn Monroe play the saxophone in her other films? And four, what was the mystic reason for the tacked on second finale? Oh, yes. Our devotion to the schlock gods has paid off. Amen. Uh, what? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I think that review was better than the movie. <laughs> like, just, if the movie would have been that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who is this guy? Give him was, a script so he can give him a job. Bindi give, Sue Frankenstein. Bindi Sue, I hope you're a writer because you have a gift, my friend, of taking some crap and making it shiny. That uh, was great. Well, with that, today, let's wrap this up. Sarah, what, is your, what are your final thoughts on stage fright? Uh, you know, I hate to be as anticlimactic as this movie. But I don't, I don't know. Like, a part of me really, okay, a huge part of me wants to say, so bad, it's scary. But then there are parts, uh, 
that are good. <laughs> like, again, when the killing gets started and everything happens and everybody's dying, it's really, really, it's, it's, it gets you. There were times I laughed. There were things that I liked. I thought that sometimes Al was creepy. It's not the creepiest killer that we've seen. Not the most terrible. Ah, uh, this is really hard. Like it's, I was honestly, I didn't write anything down because mm. I didn't know. Uh, I still, okay. I'm gonna say, <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm gonna say so bad it's good. All right, so bad it's good from Sarah. Uh, but only. With the stipulation that <laughs> it's not really that good, but it's not that bad either. If you can make it through like those lulls, then it's okay. You know, you and you right. take it for what it's worth. But um, uh, Marshall, I, I'm, I, I, I was kind of there with you. I remember watching. I've seen this movie several times now. I remember yeah. watching it probably a year or two ago when I was going through. You know, mm-hmm. and I added it to my list for shows, and I eventually get to. Uh, but I was watching it this week. I watched you know twice this week. And I was thinking. You know, what am I going to say? And, like, I realized it wasn't as bad as I remember right. it being. Right. And looking at it, I, there's a lot of things in this movie I enjoyed. I enjoyed the yeah. music. Overall, the writing's not bad. It tells a story. Yeah. Uh, the kills are pretty solid. I'm, I am saying so bad it's good for yeah. this. But, yeah, there, after I think Laurel's death, you can probably fast forward for, like, the next five minutes, ten yeah. minutes, and just skip to, like, the big the, the finale. You don't need to see her walking around for ten minutes. But the, yes. uh, other than that, it, it's pretty solid. Uh, it, it's a solid little horror movie. You know, yeah. it's it's not that bad. Uh, it's worth watching at least once. Yeah. Um, I do think the owl killer, it's unique, but – I. It, it's kind of silly though. It's not that yeah. intimidating. I mean, it's a guy in a giant mascot head running yeah. around, but uh, I mean, it's better than a fucking Donald Duck killer. I'll say that. <laughs> so uh, I'm saying so bad. It's good. It's, it's worth at bad. least one watch just to yeah. see it. Um, but you can find it. it's on Amazon right now, Prime for free. So it's, it's not going to cost you anything. I also watched it on Yahoo. On um, not Yahoo. Oh my god. I'm really tired, people. YouTube. 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 So, I, didn't, like, so I didn't know, but if it's there too. Yeah, it's on YouTube. So you can watch it for free. Somebody remastered it, and it was great. Yeah. And um, why not? All right, Moon Goons. We ran a little long today, but if you're still listening, I want to say thank you very much. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back in another, you know, another, another time in the near future with another episode. So in the meantime, guys, watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep it tight. Tight. Woohoo!